your sanity safe space. The call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Hello. A little bit of a Discord scare or outage or whatever before we went live. So it seems like it's working fine on uh, my end and our end. Uh, I don't know if that's the case for every user out there, but it looks like people have populated the uh, the call-in rooms. So I'm going to just go with the understanding that Discord's running fine, but we might have a little extra duct tape in tonight's duct tape production. Is not all our I'm fault, saying. though. It never is, but especially not tonight. It never is, but it always happens. Uh, tonight, there's something weird going on with Discord, so we'll see if it if it uh, if the duct tape holds together or not. But uh, but other than that, we'll we'll get right at it. If you're new to the show uh, and you want to participate, there is a link to the Discord server on which we host the show in the YouTube description. Hop in the Discord server, put your name in the roll call, and hang out in one of the waiting rooms. We go on a first come first serve basis. Try to keep your call to about two or three minutes as a gesture of courtesy to your fellow callers. We'll, we'll uh, take breaks every half hour to check in with Super Chat on YouTube and on Streamlabs and on DLive as well. And if you'd like to participate in the show but you can't do it live or you're having trouble getting in live, send us an email. That's beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. Try to keep your question to a tweet's length or so. That is much appreciated. And we will get to the uh, email questions in the last half hour of the show other than that you ready to get get right into the calls i shouldn't give you any not non-verbal cues on this show i do it all the time (laughs) it is listening material yeah yeah uh all right let's let's uh see who's up first looks like raging asian uh but raging asian uh you'll have to hop in one of the waiting rooms so i can grab you uh if you can i'll I'll circle back to you if you're able to hop into a, a waiting room See if we can grab you there. Red Falcor is up after that. Actually, Red Fal. Now I got Raging Asian. Red Falcor, you want to hang on for just one second? Sure. Mister Asian, you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's on your mind? Uh, not much. Figured today was a slow day, given uh, the slow responses on the roll call. Uh, I think it. I, yeah, it's. Uh, well, I think we have kind of a. Yeah, we have a Discord complication going on too. Yeah. Yeah, I also saw some like early uh posts too. Just like a couple, but it was very interesting. So uh so what's on your mind? Uh well I was actually going back through your order of videos. Um you the shouldn't Sunday do that. shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um and uh, I started watching one of them at midnight, kept me up until two. Bad idea. How how old are we talking? Uh, number hundred something. Okay, so two years ago, twenty eighteen. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, kept me up, but some good laughs, you know, some good memories. What were we talking about? Uh, Mueller, I think. Ah, was, yeah. did it age well? Did it age poorly? I hope it aged well. <laughs> it aged pretty well. Okay. What did we say? Yeah. I don't even remember this. Wait, what episode are we on now? Like two 20- o. 
something. Early two oh, hundreds. Yeah, well yeah. into the two hundreds now. Yeah. Oh, so this was two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. But good memories. Yeah. All right. I mean, yeah, that's it's... all I had on my mind. So. I'll all right. Get on. Yeah. Well, as as always, I encourage you to stick with only the most recent episodes. <laughs> yeah. Never go back. Yep. Anyway, right. well, I guess yeah. that that's a good thing too. Like you don't want to look back and say those were the that that was our peak back then, <laughs> and really it's <laughs> been all downhill. So, yeah, I guess the the alternative is in fact worse. So anyway, well, thanks for uh, calling in, man. Yeah, Hi. thank you. Uh, Red Falcor, what's on your mind? Uh, hey guys, no no ancient animal life uh, this evening, but I did want to ask you uh, how I become more irresistible because obviously. I'm already irresistible, but perhaps mm-hmm. you have some adv- advice as to how to up my game even more. So. Beard. <laughs> I, I don't know if he's bearded or not. I couldn't tell what, oh, no, I'm sorry. Am I, am I, oh, is it the beard? Is do that what I do? you have a beard? I do have a beard. I'm, I'm okay. actually a six th- three bearded ginger with long bangs. So. Well. Some of those things cancel out some of the other things. <laughs> Which ones? I got to know. The, is it the ginger thing? Is it the banks? Is that what it is? The tall thing cancels out the ginger thing. Mm. And then okay, the fair. beard probably cancels out the bangs. Although I do hmm. like a man with long hair. And what kind of beard are we talking about? Is it like... It's not real full... long. Okay. There's a way. Uh, longer, fuller beard. Longer's is longer better. always better? Uh, not for you, Skag. I, I certainly don't think so for myself. It gets really icy. Yeah. But I mean, what if that happens to me too? Because there's par, par, parts of my beard that are red and parts of them the, 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 that are like bleach blonde. Like I'm that kind of ginger. Uh, hmm. A multicolored so, beard is always an asset, I would say. Hmm. It's an asset. You're kind of br- breaking up their blonde. So. Yeah, I think that's good. A multicolored okay. beard is, is good. Perfect. Okay. Well, what do you think, Skag? Uh, We're trying to do one answer for each person, then kick everybody off because our calls have been going too long. And, and yeah, and our email questions too. We're trying to be more orderly, I suppose. But uh, well, I, I I need to know. I I don't know what level of sincerity you're speaking with. Are you are you genuinely looking for self improvement, or are you just kind of yeah, having a laugh? No, I am. I mean, I, I I'm I'm always after a laugh, but I am. But but my questions are always at least partially genuine. So, I I guess it's hard for me to say just not knowing you personally on a on a uh, on like a I don't know a, an in person level. I suppose it's hard for me to say. I mean, I can give general advice that's good for general people i suppose yeah, but what, sure. do, what do you feel like your shortcomings are mm, uh i mean i think i'm i'm maybe some sometimes a little bit of a pushover i'd say okay well it is the it is a delicate balance between sticking up for yourself and being assertive and just being a dick you know <laughs> that's tough balance in life but being a dick uh, has solved like 80% of Skag's life problems. <laughs> that's true. It has its place. It has its place. So I yeah, don't know. You'd like up your, uh, uh, up your dick game. Yeah. Up your dick <laughs> game in the, in the co- co- context of like a, a marriage where you already have like a relationship and a Right. And you're not, you're not walking away from that one. Cause, right. cause blonde has taught me to be more cold blooded in my, personal relationships like if, if something's not working out 
you just cut that thing off and you tell it like it is and you move on. Yeah. In a marriage, that obviously is not the appropriate course of action unless the offense is so great to merit such a thing. Right. Um, it also depends on how neurotic your wife is. I have found so, that, that women respond positively to assertiveness and leadership. So give more, them a plan. More neurosis equals what, though? Like more how does that... force. Like, my husband basically has to rule me like a dictator or we just don't get anything done in a relationship. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think it's like commensurate. Your level of verbal force needs to be commensurate with your wife's level of neuroses. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Ah, that... All right. I think that's a fair calculation. Yeah. Oh. Sure. All right. We got to give you the boot, but good luck. Okay. Thanks. I appreciate Thanks, it, guys. Man. Thank you. Have a good night. Okay. Mila. I, I said this one before and I still can't pronounce it. I think it's Milikowski. Milikowski. Sorry, I'm mispronouncing it. Milikowski. You're good to go. Oh, it's uh, Milikowski. Yeah. I said it last time the wrong. I said it wrong the last time too. But uh, anyway, what's in your mind, man? So I, I read this funny article from the Daily Dot that apparently Donald Trump retweeted uh, a Michelle Malkin video from an America First Clips channel on Twitter. I did not see that. Was that just today or what? No, I think it was on, on Saturday. There's a, there's a bunch of articles now out there saying Trump retweeted a, a conservative shun for her support of Holocaust deniers and all that kind of stuff. Uh -huh. Basically, the video was her talking about censorship and what Donald Trump wrote was, quote, the radical left is in total command and control on of Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Google. The administration is working to remedy this illegal situation. Stay tuned and send names and events. Thank you, Michelle. And then a, the video of her. And okay. what's interesting is that the comment section for that tweet stopped working for a bit, and then Twitter deleted the video, even though there's nothing, you know... So they didn't, they didn't blame... They didn't give, give an explanation, like copyright or some nonsense like that? Apparently not, no. And mm. so, some some websites are reporting that this is like Nick Fuentes' personal channel because it's called America First Clips. Mm -hmm. But from what I've understood, it's just like, it's just some fan of his who posts clips of like uh, Michelle Malkin, Nick Fuentes, Patrick Casey, other people like that. But I just thought it was interesting that Donald Trump found them and ret retweeted them. They always try to stir up this... Uh, yeah, I think Trump is Trump is more connected to uh kind of the alternative media or a lot of the dissident voices on the internet than than we think and he does show those retweets uh a lot and then they always try to go after him for it and they try to stir up controversy and it never really sticks nope who really cares what the president retweets or not i guess except for mika brzezinski mika mika was trying to get him banned on twitter this morning did you see that Hi. uh she <laughs> says that trump routinely violates the uh violates twitter's uh guidelines their community guidelines or their rules and so she was lobbying to have him banned as though that matters as though he could if he goes to gab tomorrow guess what everyone goes to gab including yeah. mika brzezinski Except so gab is down right now yeah they're having some maintenance thing or something which is fine yeah you yeah. probably have a point matt he could he could probably make his own twitter and just because he's and if he says you know i'll, I'll only I'll only tweet on the new trump twitter or whatever everyone will have to yeah. go there right and whether they actually go sign up and follow him or not I don't know, but I know that MSNBC would still have the graphics of whatever Trump posted on whatever platform he is uh, he, he's using. So I, it, I don't think it matters if Twitter bans him at all. I think it would have zero practical effect. It wouldn't matter, yeah. So many people would go with him. It's crazy. Right. 
But yeah, I just think it's interesting. You know, I, I do wonder, you know, does, did Trump just see a clip of Michelle Malkin and say, like, you know, not, you know, not care if it says America first? Or is he like, you know, playing some kind of 40 chess game with us? Probably just. <laughs> no. Probably not. But I just thought I, that was interesting. I mean, I, I, we know that Donald Trump Jr. is pretty tuned into this stuff, too. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they're. I mean, he's the president of the United States. He's got better things to do. But. He also, we know he spends a good amount of time on the Twitter machine when he's taking a crap or whatever it is that he's doing. So I wouldn't be surprised if he dabbles in watching a lot of the same things that we all watch, you know? Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, and to that point too, I think at Vincent James, Red Elephant, he actually spoke to Don Jr. at UCLA and I think he he yelled at him and told him that Charlie Kirk hates his his dad or something. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for calling in, man. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. Crying Wolf's up next. Crying Wolf, you're good to go. Hey, I thought you guys skipped me. Um, Sometimes the order can can show differently for uh, depending on your connection, basically. All right. Well, uh, long time listener, first time caller. I feel like it's obligatory to say that now. Oh well, thanks for calling in. Um, I always like to know that, by the way, because the call-in show is driven by a a pretty stable core community, but. Uh, I always like to hear when people are, are first time callers. So thanks for letting me know. Hey man, you know, well, thanks for having me. Um, I guess what I wanted to kind of talk about is I'm in the research field. Uh, and uh, I think you guys talked about circumcision and, uh, mm-hmm. and how you can actually order these cells that are from circumcised tissue from yeah. different clinics around uh, America. So I yeah, I was unaware a, there's like skin creams and stuff made with, skin cream, with this. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, there's one on goop, I think. It, mm. It's pretty insane. What, how easily it's, you can get these cells on Honestly, it's yeah. But anyways, uh, that's satanic. What, why is that legal though? Cause we know like selling human body parts is, is highly regulated and or illegal. It's highly regulated. It's not but that's, illegal. but that's, there's nothing illegal about doing that. I think that they yeah. were selling a shrunken head at the evolution store. <laughs> yeah, that's satanic. But, uh, what I kind of wanted to talk about was like the logical conclusion of abortion in that uh, I unfortunately have colleagues that are for abortion, like many of us do, but kind of the logical way forward, I think, is that they'd eventually start harvesting fetuses, induce pregnancy, harvest fetuses for research cosmetic, or even hmm. like organ harvesting. I, I mean, there's no, one can say it's a slippery slope, but as we all know, it can get pretty insane relatively quickly. So what do you guys think on that? Just doing it for like industrial purposes? Yeah, almost like commercializing it. So women will go into a Planned Parenthood or whatever clinic like that to induce a pregnancy. And then... Oh, sell... like they get pregnant for the purpose. It's not just harvesting exactly. the 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 aborted or the accidental pregnancies. It is exactly. intentional impregnation. Well, I suppose if... I, I've wondered what's going to happen to the abortion debate once you can basically uh, grow a fetus in an artificial womb, that sort of thing, which I don't know. I mean, I'm not an expert on the technology, but I bet that'll be possible in the near future at some point. To my understanding, it is possible to the second trimester, but they haven't hmm. been able to go much further than that. But Well, it's going to be much less morally defensible uh, if people are able to do that. Well, I, I had always thought that that would be the... The end of abortion, eh? 
Yeah, because you would have a viable way to maintain the life while relieving the woman of the pregnancy. But if if what he's talking about is correct, then it would be actually a conduit to more abortion if the fetuses were being harvested for some sort of medical purpose or industrial purpose otherwise. I can't yeah, I mean, you can go here mentally. Yeah. The, yeah, it is kind of a weird conversation to have, circumstances considered. I mean, certain stem cells are available in adults. You know, we harvest bone marrow tissue for leukemia patients. Mm-hmm. So why is it such a stretch to think that you have all these fetuses who, which are just filled with these stem cells, filled with these undifferentiated cells that you can just harvest, uh, collect, sort, and then redistribute? And I mean, it's like, it's pretty scary to think about it and it gives me chills because I know it's possible right now. Um, Yeah, well, uh, uh, but I think to your point, if you have no ethical or moral consideration for uh, early abortion generally, but specifically, say, more early term abortion, what would be, I don't think you'd consider, you'd have any moral or ethical objection to that sort of thing. I think you'd actually consider it a moral or ethical imperative. If you view that as not a life and we can help or save other lives by growing and harvesting these things, it's isn't that the like through that worldview again not what i'm advocating but through that worldview isn't that the morally correct thing to do yeah because you're yeah if you don't consider a fetus a life and you could use that entity to save another so-called life yeah why wouldn't you do not a philosophical stretch and the sad thing is a lot of these researchers researchers that i work with they don't think about the philosophical or the moral implications of what they're doing yeah and it it bums me the fuck out, hmm. honestly. So, All right. Well, uh, well. thanks for the, the deep thoughts. Uh, I'll give you a last word before we let you go, if you like. Uh, I'm Korean, and Koreans fucking suck. What? <laughs> what? No. I, yeah. They're at least second in the hierarchy. Yeah, what about your rooftop brethren? That's true. Yeah, that All the good ones came to America. The ones in South Korea right now just elected the most leftist government in 40 years. Hmm. I hadn't followed. There are a lot of good Koreans in America. A lot. Mm-hmm. You guys are number two. Come just on. not generally. <laughs> I, I don't know. Man, Mongolians seem pretty nice. Yeah, they're hardcore. <laughs> I do yeah. like Mongolian grills. Those are good. But on the other <laughs> hand, I have a Samsung monitor in front of me right now. So, mm-hmm. which. Uh, made in China. Yeah, probably. Anyway. All right. Number three, out. then. Korean. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. All right. Uh, El Vaquero's up next. El Vaquero, what's up, man? Oh, not much. Um, well, actually, this isn't what I want to talk about, but just something you'll find funny. I just ordered a, a new mask to go out shopping with. Um, it's a plague doctor mask. So hmm. I, I can't. Is that a requirement that. or your own discretion? Uh, a lot of stores are saying you can't come in without a mask. So Really? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go in with the plague doctor mask. All right. So you're gonna but, do a little you're gonna do a little mask trolling yourself. I think everyone should if you're gonna you know yeah if, if you're yeah. being forced to wear a mask and you don't necessarily want to at least take the trolling opportunity. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, what what I wanted to call about is a, a few years ago, my mom really got into the whole ancestry thing, mm. and she traced um, my ancestry on both sides, like all the way back into Europe. And eventually I got interested and decided to go looking at it. And I was curious about military service in the United States. 
as well as when did my ancestors get here? And by the way, I can actually go back and look up the name of my 1024th, unlike Liz Warren. <laughs> um, and it turns out the latest I could find an ancestor who came to the United States was in the 1850s from Scotland. And most of my ancestors came over in the 16 and 1700s before the United wow. States existed, including some French trappers that were here in the 1500s. Wow, um, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, and the other thing is, is the military service from the revolution through World War II, the only war that I couldn't find an ancestor who had fought in was the Mexican-American War. Hmm. Um, I even found War of 1812. Um, I have my great-grand great great grandfather's no my great grandfather's world war 1 helmet i mean all sorts of history like that wow. yeah so when i was going and looking at that it gave me a, a greater appreciation for my heritage and i consider the bill of rights my heritage mm -hmm. so when i see all these leftists attacking like freedom of speech and due process i mean it it pisses me off yeah. on a visceral level hmm. and i i think it's time we start reasserting our american identity really hard i mean it's yeah yeah i i thought i thought those sorts of things those constitutional values those civil liberties were right more or less common values we all shared and we had some debates around the periphery but generally right. we agreed that that was the american identity those were the values that we all came together on yeah these days i don't know i mean i, I look at a, a lot of the i, I look at a lot of the coast, a lot of the political left, a lot of the core of the Democratic Party, and, and I can't find a single value that we share. That's well, a recipe I, for trouble. I'm, I'm getting to the point where if they say anything, you know, oh, there shouldn't be free speech or hate speech. It's like you're not an American. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. Of, I, yeah. Yeah. And, and it turns out that that really freaks them out when you say you're not part of my group. They don't like that, I've, I've discovered. Hmm. And if you really want fun with it, you hit them with that. You're not part of my group and then give them a choice between being bad thing a and bad thing B. A lot of them will just like vapor lock. It's kind of funny. <laughs> and there probably is a certain shock with that accusation. That's probably, that's maybe an aggressive way to take it. But I think if you went softer and you asked questions, you'd arrive at the same conclusion, which is, yeah, actually I do fundamentally dislike or even hate the values on which this country was founded. And I seek to transform it in a fundamental way into something completely new. They probably would say that if you led them down the the path of their own logic a little more gently. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I, I think they would. But at this point, you know, I, I mean, I feel like I'm being attacked. My heritage is being attacked. I'm not interested in being nice to them. And, and maybe that's the wrong way to go. But nah. I, <laughs> I, I got to admit, as somebody who's who's tried to. I will always try to maintain uh, convincing people and using reason and discussion with people first. That said, we're living in a time where our rights are being trampled to a historic degree in this country. And I say that with full recognition of all the other things that have happened in this country's history. But if you would have told me the degree to which people's rights would be trampled in the coming months back in February or March, I, I wouldn't have believed you. I would have said that's not this country. That's some weird authoritarian country in a faraway know. land maybe, that I don't care about. We've been about. talking about this for a long time, maybe. Maybe we would have believed it. I don't know. I, I don't think I would have. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I fully expected things to get retarded, but even this is beyond what I expected. Yeah. We got to let you go, but, but thanks for calling in, man. Yeah, you're welcome. And good By luck the with way, the mask trolling. 
Yeah, and by the way, sometime I had to call in about abortion because I do have a very different viewpoint from almost everybody. So, interesting. Um, well, can before we let you go, uh, in a pro-life or a pro-choice way? I don't think I'm smart enough to to answer that. Hmm. Okay. So, all right. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Bye. Uh, it's time for our Batman check-in. We'll see how Gotham is doing. Batman, you there? assume that uh, this is actually working properly let me just get the uh the screen stopped real quick i got you but you're really soft i don't know if you i've got you bumped all the way up i don't know if you can increase your volume at all well i can go ahead and eat the mic if that makes things any better it's helping a little bit but gosh man it's still super soft i can hear That's you though we'll deal we'll deal with it I have, a, I have a very good mic on so this is something that i'm gonna need to try to address later in my personal life but anyway <laughs> Um, where was I? Yes. Um, so I noticed that you guys had a lot of difficulty with the name Sochil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were like, yeah. what? Is that, so is that a common name? No, it is incredibly uncommon because okay. it's a name from a dead language. So oh, was, okay. Um, I was hoping that I would actually go into that a little bit. Sure. Um, yeah. Give me the explanation. It's actually from the Nahuatl language, which is, uh, that's how we pronounce it now, but um, coming up with a decent pronunciation for anything, I think, in the Nahuatl language is basically impossible. Where, what part of the world is that from? Uh, That was the language used primarily by the Aztecs. Okay. So Um, when did it go extinct? uh, After the Spanish came to Mexico and destroyed them all. So we're talking like, what century is that? This is uh, like, we're, 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 we're talking about like hundreds upon hundreds of years ago. Okay. So there's no, there's no way to actually gain any true understanding of how it's pronounced, but mm-hmm. we have ways of kind of understanding, um, how it's pronounced with, with respect to like other languages. So for example, it is not Spanish. It is not Spanish. And um, a lot of people do fuck that up. Yeah. Mm. That's what people were saying in uh, comments so, last week. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Well, that and I screwed uh, up and, and mistook Sochi for, uh, for Japan. Didn't even notice. <laughs> well, yeah. it could, it could Sochi's in so- Russia. Let's clarify. It could be Sochi, it could be Shochil, it could be yeah. Sochil, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way that she pronounces her name is actually more or less accurate um, with regards to our current, like, modern understanding of how the language works, but it's not a, it's not a language that's spoken today. Yeah. So there's I've... a reason why it's so fucking weird. I probably shouldn't be so harsh on parents. They probably have their reason to give their kid that name. Maybe they have some ethnic heritage there. But good God, this poor girl. Maybe that's why she's uh, as crazy as she is. She spent her whole life trying to explain to every teacher and employer and first-time acquaintance she's ever encountered in her life. How the hell do you say this weird name with X's and C's and H's and T's? Well, admittedly, yeah. actually, I, I might be this kind of person who would name my kid after a um, historical hero because I'm 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 kind of a huge history nerd. Hmm. Um, and indeed, 
uh, from the same language comes the name Quetzalcoatl, which you may have heard. I have uh, not. Is, really? Uh, maybe, no. maybe if you refresh my memory, it'll ring a bell, but no. Uh, Quetzalcoatl is the Aztec god of wisdom and wind and creativity and various other things. I've found it a lot in um, the literature that I consume, at least personally. So I I'm not a great Aztec mind, but is he referenced in, in other areas of literature or oh, culture? He's all or... over the place. Hmm. Yeah, Maybe, all I guess I place. missed it. Um, that's, that's what I'm saying. In the literature that I have personally consumed, um, he's everywhere. Hmm. Um, if I don't so get that... control of the clock, I'm going to get a talking to. Yeah, we probably, we, we'll have to keep it moving. Okay. Um, but we'll, huh? uh, well, we'll have to let you go. But, uh, but thanks for calling in, man. Yes, yes, of course. All right. You all have a good night. You as well. <laughs> Uh, let's take one more before a break. And thank you for uh, being diligent on the clock, since it always escapes me. Uh, Orwell's Ghost, you're good to go if you're ready. Hey, guys, you got me? Yep. yep. Yeah, I, what, what, what Batman was talking about, I was thinking that when you guys were pronouncing that the other night, and you said Sochi, and you were like, Japan. I was like, shit. I was, I was actually in Romania, like quite literally across the Black Sea during the Sochi Olympics. Yeah, I don't know why I was Matt, thinking Japan. I know, I, th I confused it, I think, with the Nagano Olympics, and it also just sounds Japanese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, it, I, I was, I <laughs> was know, thinking that the other Whatever, you talk for hours and hours on end, yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah. confuse some things once in a while. It, it, you know, that's probably the worst one since Epitome, so I'm not doing that bad. <laughs> no, it's, it, no, it was all good. I was just going to see if, uh, see if you guys heard about... Uh, Northern Virginian leaders, um, specifically like in Arlington County and the mayor of Alexandria and a bunch of other people, uh, they they pitched a pretty big bitch to try and get Ralph Northam to not open Virginia back up. And to, to my absolute surprise, he came out, he was like, well, Northern Virginia can open up later, but we're going to have to open the rest of the state up. And I was yeah. like, un I was like, un believable i can't believe he actually grew a, a very tiny sack of balls and decided <laughs> that he was going to do something serious yeah i think i think the pressure moves by a lot of um protesters and a lot of big businesses and a lot of people like this gym in, in new jersey and elsewhere that the more people who just start disobeying and just start saying no no the more these governors realize i, I don't have the poli the police force or the political capital to go around and just start arresting people for going to gyms and for shopping at the wrong store and for sitting too close to someone else at a at a restaurant and all that nonsense. Yeah, I mean they were right on in the beginning. Did you see the first visit from the police? Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, where, was where, like, where the okay, police were like, "See you later." Yeah. yeah. Well, I've still yeah. got I've still got a friend um and my girlfriend and I, like, we FaceTimed with her probably, this was probably about three, maybe four weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And she's just sitting there, like, complaining to me. And, you know, I was really good friends. Her, her husband and I were, were uh, Marines together um, 10 years ago. He, he got he got out some time ago. But he's, you know, she was like, can you believe these people want to go out and make everybody sick? And I was like, bitch, if they go outside too, like, they're putting themselves in harm's way. Like, these people don't understand that there is an, external consequence to life i know there, there there is an external consequence to to living and yes. they just 
don't under and you know I'd never thought about that concept. And I know Blonde, I know Blonde has mixed feelings about Jordan Peterson, but he he was talking about that in one of his one of his uh, seminars one time, and I was just like, yes, I'd never thought about that way, but that is exactly what he was talking about. There yeah. is a consequence to living your life. And these people yeah. just don't get it. Yeah, there is. And, there, and we all take risk every single day. Some of that risk we just kind of take for granted. We don't really think about. That's not to say that this risk doesn't require calculation too, but that's the point. Every single one of us decides individually every single day what risk we're willing to assume and what risk we aren't for varying individual reasons that we're entitled to. And this is no different, but somehow we've convinced ourselves that it's wildly irresponsible and it's it's murderous toward grandma. Yeah, this is like if, a totally different situation where no previous rules apply. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I if, if I could say just one more thing, I think the sure. thing that really blew my mind about it was and again you know this is my very good friend i love her dearly and i you know i love my my her, her husband my friend but she she turns around and she's like my father is in the is in the very you know he's he's in the the critical critically vulnerable yeah. category and you know she was talking about i think he's like i think he's like 69 turn around and was like sweetheart what do you want me to say my my dad is 75 yeah why do they always assume you yeah they they assume you don't have someone in your family who's similarly compromised or similarly vulnerable exactly like not all of us have old parents yeah yeah my my father is fucking furious about this thing so is my mom yeah yeah so anyhow i'll uh i'll let you guys i know you gotta get on the clock so i'll let you guys go blonde i'll tap out early <laughs> Thank you, man. Have a good night. No worries. Yeah, you too. All right, we'll uh, we'll take our first break here over on uh, D Live. Dave's bit. Thanks for supporting the show. Etc says uh, Etc twenty five hundred. Dang it! Uh, an SSD in a RAID zero has died. Data done gone. I assume that's some sort of uh, that sounds like a PC problem, something like that. I'm not sure. That was uh, un- total gibberish to me. I have no idea. Unfortunately, I'm not. Uh, I'm not in the business of tech support, but I hope that uh, I hope that gets resolved. And thanks for supporting the show. Let's see what we got going over on um, on Streamlabs. Uh, Chris Chris Blair says, "Hey guys, can you clarify something for me? If a Chicago uh, man is struck by a bus, dies in the hospital, but tests positive for COVID, can he still vote by mail? Probably. He probably can." You'll have to consult Lori Lightfoot on that one, though, if she's not too busy getting a haircut, an essential haircut. Yeah, really. Because she man. really cares about hygiene. And uh, Mike DeWine shit-eating grin says, uh, at my governor's press briefing, there's at least one reporter who asks if DeWine will press criminal charges on people who don't wear a mask in public. It's always asked in hopeful anticipation. The press is not your friend and hates you. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> there's a part of me that wants to be like well not all hashtag not all yeah i mean not all but also we have mika brzezinski trying to censor you know the the political leader of this country donald trump i mean that a huge portion of these people are activists they are not in the business of reporting the truth to you nor and do they have any interest in that. that they have an interest in pushing an agenda and controlling you mm-hmm. and i think that's demonstrated every single day yeah yeah uh, Will Boone, no note. Thank you, sir. Um, e. Quarius says, just got some Corona danger pay for my employer and thought I'd pay it forward with a question with you. For you guys, what are the best little things about where you live? Like when you woke up this morning, you thought, man, uh, this is great. Mm. Can I answer that honestly? No. 
You want to go first? Let me think about how to answer. Uh, I, I love where I live. Uh, I, we, we live in a, a valley surrounded by multiple mountain ranges. Every time the, uh, the weather, you know, bad weather comes in, it'll snow. And then the, it all clears off and it's a nice sunny morning and you can look at all the snow capped peaks and it's clear and beautiful. And, uh, and this time of year, especially it's like you know, the trees in the front yard uh, are, are blossoming. We got uh, flowers coming in. We got all the greenery of spring. Uh, yeah, I, I try to take a moment to appreciate that sort of stuff as much as I can. I don't have and, your uh, now. and I think it's important. All right, you figured out how you want to uh, yeah. um, say this uncontroversially. There's no crime. Oh, there, that's how you, <laughs> there's no crime in Coeur d'Alene except for the, vandal, the vandalism on the Anne Frank statue. I don't know what you're Every about. single year. <laughs> All right. Uh, Nick in fairness it was that it was it was that way way before you even moved there Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Nick Gamela says what are your opinions on mail-in voting I don't know if you've covered it before but it's been increasingly prevalent I mean we've talked about this a little bit we'll take advantage of the convenience while knowing that it's going to increase the probability of voting fraud yeah uh, I I acknowledge that I'm a uh, I'm somewhat of a hypocrite on this because I've done it in the state of Montana since I moved here. So it's been eight years. Well, since I moved back, since I moved back as an adult, a voting adult, uh, I do it. I do it every single election. And I, all I have to do is fill in the oval dots and sign the envelope. Yeah. But I know full well that anyone who handles or intercepts or otherwise has possession of my ballot could just as easily fill in those oval dots and sign my name and send it off. And it would count. Yep. So if it came up in my state to stop this practice for any reason other than necessary absentee, uh, I would, I would probably support that and I'd be willing to suck it up myself and go down to the polling place. But my philosophy is like, well, while it's available, listen, if you're already doing it, I guess what difference does it make if I'm participating in, even though I don't necessarily support it, if I was designing a system from scratch. Yeah. 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 Uh, Zunasis says two vids by Dave Cullen. I mentioned Sunday got banned on YouTube and Facebook for defying the narrative. So now, you know, they're worth watching on big on bitch. Yeah. Got hardcore flagged and hit piece by D bag journalist from business insider. Uh, yeah, I sent you that video a few days ago. Outrageous. That was freaking outrageous. If people didn't see a, a business insider journalist went after Dave Cullen flagged his videos, got them taken down Facebook and YouTube, but then emailed Dave like, Hey, would you care to comment? I'm just writing an article about your videos. Didn't mention in the, in the email that he was actually actively flagging the material. It was so brazen too. It was all on his Twitter history. It's like the, the first thing that I do when a journalist emails me is I go to their Twitter history and see what yeah. kind of bullshit they're spewing. It was like clearly going to be a hit piece, but you know, Dave's on it. Dave's been on it for months. He's done great work, and that yeah. interview is excellent. Check it out on BitChute. I haven't watched the interview itself, but now I have to. You got to. Because now I know it's banned by YouTube. I have to see it. It's still up on BitChute, right? I can find it there? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, it just makes me so mad. Uh, this is Shauna Thornton. Let's just do like two more right now. Sure. Um, you know what would open up the state real fast? Getting women out of government back to the kitchen, ladies. <laughs> um, I'm not so, going to disagree with you. Probably hard to argue, I, you know, at least on a, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Uh, did I, did I have another one from her? I think I missed some. Okay. Let's just go back to the show and I'll figure out what I did here. 
<laughs> All right. Thanks, Susan, for making everything behind the scenes so much more efficient and easy oh. to use. Dell oh. is up next. You good? Or should you want me to hop back into callers? Yeah. No, it's just I know somebody asked me something and I'm not seeing that on here anymore. Okay. Well, apology to whoever that person is. Uh, Dell, you there? Dell? Dell. Okay. Yeah. Let's try Spader. Spader, you there? Spader? Yeah. Someone Del? asked me about my umbilical cord and it's not here anymore. Hey, what's up? Oh. Uh, all right, Spader, if, if you're good to go, go for it. And then we'll get to Dell. Sure. Um, how are you guys doing tonight? Oh, you know, doing all right. What's on your mind? Uh... I read a, a very interesting story out of a Nebraska. I don't know if either of you heard about it. This guy who uh, confessed to killing a pedophile. The guy in jail? Um, no, this is just like public. Apparently the story was he was looking to move to Omaha and he was doing like crime searches in the neighborhood he wanted to move to. Found mm. out that there was a sex offender living there and looked into it more apparently this dude raped two kids and only got two years in prison for it so he goes to the goes to the house that he was looking at and apparently the uh the sex offender dude is outside like leering at kids right then and this dude just he loses it and he knocks him off he kills him later and uh he confessed to it on facebook i don't know it's an interesting story so so Sorry, the murder ahead. was so the murder was recent. He's now he's awaiting trial or what? What's the status of this? Yeah, he's awaiting trial. He okay. confessed and he was taken into custody. I mean, we can't have that kind of society where there's just vigilante justice enacted all the time. But on a personal level, I think that's awesome, and I don't care that that guy's dead. Do we well, know? See, that's the question I'm asking here. Like, I, I, at what point do you sort of say? okay, I, I understand the idea of letting the wheels of justice turn, but if this guy actually raped children and only got two years in prison yeah, for it... Like, like, if I were on that jury, I'd be like, this guy's not a threat we, to society. We, we know that he raped children and got two years. That sounds... Yes. That's the information that I have. Okay. I mean, I, all right. I'll t I guess I'll take that as... No, I, I'm just a little I skeptical wrong, of... But that's what I know at the moment. And that's sort of why I asked, like, in this scenario, let's even take it outside of this specific one, but, like, in yeah. a vacuum, if something like that happened, where, where's the line where you say, you know, the fact that some justice is served is better than just letting this guy go free and keep messing with kids? I mean, I'm secretly fine with it. And by secretly, I mean telling my audience of several thousand people that I'm fine with it. But, like, we can't we can't have a society where we're just going around killing people, even if they deserve it. But then we also can't have a justice system that we can't trust to issue justice properly. So maybe I'm wrong about this. Skag, you're the principles guy. Well, I think process is, is crucial to maintain due process is crucial to uphold. And it sounds like this guy was served that. And I know that there will be times where due process leads to poor outcomes. Perhaps that was, perhaps this is an example but I think we have to accept poor outcomes uh, in an isolated in isolated cases rather than saying it would be better to have vigilantes imposing justice anytime they see fit. I mean, that that's 
basically pure anarchy at that point. And well, yeah, I'm not advocating that wholesale. I just yeah. mean in like specific cases like this, because obviously this is the exception to the rule. But you sort of think to yourself, you know, where's where's the line at which right. justice is more important but than here, the process? The problem is, even if you want to make a case for this specific one being just, how do you do that without opening the door to every individual person enforcing their own personal view on ju- of justice? on other people in violent terms. Yeah. I, I get why this case, you can make an argument for certain isolated cases like this, but I think the door that you open is one that is, is pure chaos and pure anarchy. That, that's why yeah. I would oppose that sort I of guess. thing. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, I mean, well, like fundamentally, I do think that this is awesome though. Yeah, I mean, the, I that, that's sort of the thing here. Like, I, I, it just seems to me that there is a certain point at which you sort of what has to be done has to be done. And I, I don't know. From a personal perspective, uh, this guy apparently, if what what he's all said is true, like he did the crime and then he confessed publicly on Facebook before the cops really knew who did it or whatever. Yeah. And he's going to go to prison for. Uh, allegedly much longer than that guy went to prison for raping kids. So you just sort of like, you admire his sacrifice and that's what you can do. But this isn't a perfect analogy because he was found innocent by a jury, but let's put it this way. Let's say someone killed OJ tomorrow for the same reason. Fine. Fine. Really? Yeah. Why is that fine? Because he clearly did it. Based on what though? I mean, I'm not saying like we should live in a society where people are feel free to enact vigilante justice, but on a personal level, if somebody murdered OJ Simpson, I would not care. I guess the uh, the point I'm trying to say here is that you know the vigilanteism is obviously bad, but the chief end of society should be justice, not the process per se. If that makes. Uh, I, I can't disagree with, or I can't, I can't agree with that. That would be an ends are more important than the means argument to me. Uh, and, and the means are what justify the ends. Who, um, that guy in jail who recently killed those two pedophiles that were also in maximum security jail. He beat them to death with one of their canes because they were watching like PBS kids or something. Yeah. You can, we, we give the, we give the state a monopoly on that sort of force. Yeah, but and they for were good reason. and they were already in jail. Just because someone's convicted of a crime and you don't view the punishment as just in your own judgment does not give you license to enact additional crime upon them. That oh, is, I'm not saying he had the license to do it. I'm just saying that people in my family may or may not have donated money to his commissary. <laughs> well, don't, I mean, donating money to a legal defense, I, I don't think is... Um, you're 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 entitled to do that. That's different than killing a person because that person went through the process that we've that we've established for handling criminal justice. You disagree with the outcome, therefore you give yourself a free license to impose whatever arbitrary view of justice you personally have upon them. That is a recipe for insanity. That is a recipe so for is, people. I agree with you mostly. Is there well, I mean the the follow-up to that though is is there ever such a thing as objective justice? Uh, that's, that's a pretty good question. I think, 
Well, I, I would say that that's why that question is why the process is so important. Is there a such thing that is the, as objective justice that every single person will agree on? I don't think so. That's why we have to agree on a well, process to, I'm to find that. I'm not asking whether everyone agrees with it. I'm asking whether there is such a thing as objective justice. Because obviously people aren't I mean, going to agree. It, yeah. If there is, I don't think we as humans are capable of identifying and enforcing it. I, I, but I think this that is why it's so important that the justice system is effective and trusted by the society, which is why we were talking about how all of this FISA shit and this FBI shit is so damaging um, because if people don't trust the rule of law, they will take the rule of law into their own hands and they will have a lot of sympathy from the public. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I wish we had a standard of objective justice to which we could all adhere, which is why I advocate living in a Christian society because it gives us more uniform sense of morality. Um, but like it, it will be chaos and anarchy if we decide that as a society, we're just going to kill people whether or not they deserve it. And I think that all of these people probably deserve it. Right. Can we agree on that? I, sure. But, uh, I, I'd say generally so, but like to your point about the Flynn stuff, like it, if you wind up with a system in which there's quote unquote, like we all agree that. Uh, objective justice is unattainable, so we have to trust the system, but then the system just is nakedly favoring those in power. You know, Flynn gets screwed and all of Obama's friends get off scot-free. You know, I, that, I guess my point that I'm making here is the problem with creating a system that's fair for everyone is when the system is so blatantly not fair, Yeah. this sort of vigilantism is just an inevitability. Well, I, th I think the proper... Method, the proper response there would be to fix that system, dismantle and or fix that system. But what if you have no political power as an sure. individual? Well, I, I just, I don't think that that's the system that we have set up. I don't think anybody has no political power. Really? I feel but, powerless in the system that we... Well, that, that we becomes exist. kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. What am I supposed to do? What power do I have as an individual to rectify this? Exactly what we're doing right now. You have many options. You can put yeah. people, you can campaign to put people who agree with you in power. You can use your voice online to spread your views. Or you can support candidates. I who, can kill the local pedophile. And then, <laughs> and well, See, uh, I'm mostly joking. I'm mostly joking. The thing, too, though, is as far as the whole system thing goes, I, once upon a time, America had much more localized politics everything important was much closer to you. So you actually had an influence over this. Like, you know, I don't think we're 100% powerless, but, you know, I agree with Blonde. What, what, what am I or what is even the show able to do about the Justice Department just being horribly corrupt? Yeah. There's very we got to let you go. But, um, but, you know, I, I sympathize with both of your perspectives. I think that Skag is probably right. Like, we need to live in a, a law and order society. Otherwise, what's the point of civilization? But sure. Thanks you know. for uh, indulging me. This yeah. Long. Thanks. Thanks for but, the thought uh, exercise. Yeah. We'll, we'll catch you later, man. Take care. Uh, all right, Del. Thanks for being patient. No problem. That was that was a long one. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry about that. Every once in a while. Yeah. Well, every once in a while we get uh, we get caught up in an interesting discussion. You know, not to say that they aren't all, but sometimes some of them are are deep thinkers like that. Well, here's a deep thinker for you. Yeah. Uh, Here's something that I found out the hard way, by the way, and that is if you're in a bathroom and you got your leg all up on the sink and you're trying to do some grooming with your tweezers, yeah, make sure the door is locked, okay? That's important to make sure the door <laughs> is locked. 
Yeah. Uh, Maud said she could hear that woman all across the Piggly Wiggly when she came when she left out. You oh, it was sorry. To, yeah, I forget what the, that's. What a southern restaurant? What's what's the what's it's the a, no, it's grocery, a grocery store. store? Yeah. I had oh to go yeah get yeah. Oh, all right. All I had right. to go get grocery this week because yeah. you know, well, I wouldn't say Maud eats too much, uh, mainly because I don't want to get a, be wound up in the hospital with all that's going on right now. But uh, we're running out of food here. Let's just be said at double wide. We had to resort to eating Dale Jr.'s baby food, as a matter of yeah. fact. It's, um, I'm going to tell you right now, that stuff is nasty. I don't know if you've ever had baby food, but that stuff is nasty. Now, now I understand why you have to pretend the spoon is an airplane to get babies to eat it, because I'll be honest with you, the kids would rather eat an airplane than that crap. That is nasty stuff. <laughs> I mean, have y'all, but I, I don't, neither no. of you have kids, right? I am not heavily pregnant, and yeah, but otherwise, no. Not yet. Oh, we can be, okay. Uh, well, our kids, I have kids and they're at home and that's an adventure. I tell you what, Dale Jr. You know, he has online daycare and, uh, that's great. That's good stuff. Online daycare. You just plop him <laughs> down in front of the laptop and leave him there for the day. And he's good yeah. to go. Uh, he's actually happier at home because he gets, uh, he gets to play with his own toys for a change, which is, he's, it's nice because he's happy about that. Normally parents can take a toy or two for him to the daycare. We normally leave him at, but not Dale Jr. Mainly because they have this, uh, no knife policy there or something. I don't know. But, oh uh, no! Did our stream go down? I don't know why. Not that I'm, I can see you. I can see you. Oh, okay. Sorry. Lots of Fs in the chat. They must be talking. <laughs> oh, probably for me. Anyway, I'll, I'll, let, I'll, <laughs> I'll let y'all go. I'll let y'all go. All with right. a joke that Dale Jr. told me the other day. So okay. you know what a you know what a centaur is? It's a yeah. half man, half horse type thing. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. So what do you call a centaur with only three legs? I don't know. Handicap. All right, y'all take care. Am I <laughs> that retarded? Might, that one might be over my head. I, I uh, handicap because he's only got three legs. He's missing a leg because he's you know four leg. Okay. Anyway, I'll see y'all later. <laughs> An amputee. I, <laughs> amputee. I could have said maybe. How about okay. that? An amputee. Right. A bender. Right. Thank you for helping me out with my jokes. I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> Thanks, Am man. I have retarded? a have a good night. Come on. All right. Well, I, yeah, I don't know if that was just one of those like ultra dry deadpan jokes or if there's actually a pun in there that I'm missing because I, I didn't pick up on the pun. It's like, well, yeah, I, I, that's kind of the joke. It's sort of like, um, I don't, don't you know any, a lot, a lot of great anti, anti jokes like uh, what's the difference between Michael Jackson and Neil Armstrong? Uh, Neil Armstrong is... Uh, famously regarded as the the first man to uh, walk on the moon whereas michael jackson had a multi-year long battle against allegations that he molested children hey <laughs> terrible <laughs> there's a, at least with that joke you think it's going to be a moonwalk pun type thing yeah i guess but so. with the handicap one i don't i don't i missed the pun i guess anyway we're way behind time thanks for being patient uh, patient with us guys a police hate is up next. We probably have to be stricter on the clock, unfortunately. I'm trying. Yeah. Police hate, you there? All right. We'll let him hang out a second. Icos up after that. Police hate, if you're there, I can see your mic lighting up. I just can't hear you. So it might be a mic issue on your end. You can't hear him, can you, Blonde? I cannot. I also have to go to the bathroom. Oh, I can wait five minutes, though. Okay. Icos, you there? You? Oh, hello. Okay. What's on your mind? Uh, yeah, so um, last week y'all were, uh, or at least I think on the Sunday show, um, y'all were talking about this new possible like um, 
uh, seeing Kawasaki disease uh, as an uptick in kids with uh, coronavirus. Yeah, it's so, like bullshit to me. Yeah, it kind of so it is and it isn't. Um, you know, I mean, this like this is like right up my alley. So I I've been keeping you know keeping tabs of this. You know, we're talking. So like the first big report of this was out of uh, Bergamo, Italy, which was basically their like center of infection. Um, and it was 10 cases. Uh, yeah. And five of those cases uh, did not meet like full criteria for Kawasaki disease uh, anyway. Hmm. But still, that's like that's a 30, uh, 30 fold increase uh, over like the rate that you you usually see it. So, it you know, it's not the end of the world it's not really affecting a lot of kids um they've actually termed it uh multi-system inflammatory uh syndrome in a 30 fold increase how does that work uh as in so they would usually see 10 kids in like uh three years and they saw 10 kids with it in two months Hmm. so you know that's interesting that's you know it's yeah. interesting, but it's not it's not like a big deal. And I've seen a lot of media like trying to make it. Yeah. Into a big Do you understand Well, they always say? So uh, what I understand is it's still very rare. We're still talking about like, a, what, a few hundred cases of this or something. Is that is that correct? Uh, fewer than than 100. Oh, so. Uh, OK, so even even more rare. Fewer than so 100. and and when I see it on the news, they say potentially linked to coronavirus, yeah. which to me I mean, to me, um, in this media context, implies like, well, there's a there's a one percent chance it has something to do with coronavirus, and they're really going after it. But do you yeah. understand what they mean when they say that? Is there something to the linkage, or are they just stretching? So there, there is. It's it's very interesting. Um, so we've kind of we've long been trying to figure out like what Kawasaki disease comes from, like why it happens, uh, and the leading. Uh, thought is that it's an immunological overreaction to mm. a virus. Um, okay. We've seen it kind of documented in relation to like, you know, uh, you know, regular flus, other coronaviruses, you know, that cause colds, uh, yeah. you know, EBV, like all kinds of stuff. But also like a lot of kids who have it, like have no positive tests. A lot of, uh, I think like 20 to 30% of the kids who are presenting with this uh, MISC, uh, do not have positive um, coronavirus. RSV right, they could have or, a similar uh, reaction uh, to any virus then. Is that fair to say? Or Probably. It does seem like this uh, virus has a larger likelihood of producing um, Kawasaki disease or okay. this Kawasaki disease-like syndrome uh, yeah. than other viruses, but it's still mm. very small. What's really okay. interesting is that this kind of overlaps with something that we're seeing in people who are like older people who are recovering from uh, coronavirus. Uh, some of them also have like this big, huge, you know, system wide inflammatory uh, episode as they're kind of convalescing from their infection. And that's where some of these deaths are coming from when you hear about like people dying of kidney failure, you know, heart, you know, heart attack, stroke, yeah, okay. that kind of thing. We gotta like, let you go, but how that. is this any different than uh, dying of other comorbidities? Um, so it's Which is also something else that I don't particularly care about. It's, it's kind of like the straw that uh, broke the camel's back, at least in these other uh, instances in like older people. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids, even kids uh, who are getting this, you know, uh, MISC, it's, 
or Kawasaki like syndrome, it's, uh, it's still not that deadly. And we, you know, we basically know how to take care of it. It's more just like getting them care in time. Sure. Uh, yeah. Why would anybody care about this though? I don't just because it's so from a scientific standpoint, it's interesting. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> no, I mean, like, well, why well, should the general public be, care about this? We, we, we got to. We're they way over time. We'll they kind of, yeah, they kind of shouldn't. Um, people are, yeah, that that's what always happens when the media gets a hold of things that are interesting in science. They blow yeah. it up out of out of proportion. Yeah, I, but I think it's fair to say they're not necessarily interested in the biological curiosities. They're interested in making coronavirus seem as dangerous as they possibly can. Yeah, no, I've, yeah. I've read some some yeah. uh, articles that are like, you know, this is happening and this is why and this is, yeah. you know, and it's like, no, 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 no. Like, we're you cannot say that stuff with certainty, like slow the fuck down. So, all right. Well, thanks for yeah. the info. That's the most in, that's the best and most credible and most detailed information I've got on that, uh, <laughs> yeah. f from anyone, it's from anyone like the national yeah. media included. So thank you for that. Just interesting. Appreciate it. All right. Have a, Have good, a good night. night. Thanks. All right. Etha, you want to take a quick break and then we'll hop back into the last se segment of calls. Oh, did you mean I can go to the bathroom and you're going to do some, oh, sh uh, can you tell me where you left off? So I don't end sure. up like last time where you left and I couldn't find where it was. Mom, I know you're watching and I really hate it when you watch and then you text me during the whole show. I'm sure that'll stop her for sure. She was like, I give money to that guy's commissary. I also saw that Ovid, we, we can skip this one, but Ovid said, your mom's Twitter is radicalizing me. <laughs> I wish I could I'll see to, her Twitter. I'll have to check it out. All right, where did you- She just retweets. Um, where'd you leave off? I left off at Shauna Thornton. The first one, you know what would open the state up real fast. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll check in with DLive real quick. Uh, ETC2500 also says, Twitter ha now has only at mention can reply option, like a group, like a public group chat or choose nobody can reply. Interesting. So you can now tweet and control who can reply. So if you really don't want to get ratioed, that's the way you do it, I would think. That's probably what they're getting at. Thank you for the intel. I will uh, check it out later. Um, over on Streamlabs, uh, Phil says, let's trust the system. It worked so well to convict Epstein. I know we can point to the, I know we can point to cases where justice was not served. And I know we can point to cases where we disagree with the outcome, but at some point, I think you have to go with the best system that is available to flawed people. I think that's the reality that we live in. And, um, and yeah, I'm always going to defend due process. And I'm always going to con to defend a system where we have a right to um, to well everything we have in a court of law to to um, to face a jury to face your accuser to to view the evidence all that stuff. I know that sometimes it's imperfect, but I don't know what else we're supposed to do other than trust that there's some wise man who knows all and is going to impose perfect justice every single time. I don't think such a person exists, so I, I just don't see a better alternative. Um, Phil says, what is the difference between, uh, Michael Phelps and Adolf Hitler? Michael Phelps knows, <laughs> knows how to finish a race. <clears throat> Thank you, Phil. Uh, okay. Shauna, uh, said, you know, what would open up? Yeah, we did. We did read that one. All right. Uh, infamous Burt, man, the U S women's soccer team's discrimination case was dismissed. Judge said they made more money than the men's team. It's an onion article. It's, it's not an onion article. It's a real case and they're appealing the case. Yeah. Well, they, they do make more money as a percentage of revenue generated. That's true. And if I never see uh, what's her face, um, 
Rapino, Megan Rapino's stupid face again. I remember her stupid face again. Yeah, that'd be great. Mike Bob says, I think it's almost guaranteed that China would be more than willing to abort kids on an industrial scale. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Turn China to class. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Steven Suarez says, uh, Blonde loves her area because an SJW's criticism is not enough diversity. Uh, I guess the the biggest SJW criticism is blonde's biggest selling point. I don't know. She didn't say that. She said no crime. John, John Martin said, uh, couldn't help but notice earlier. There was, uh, some ghost feedback in the Rio digs. Uh, I don't know what that means. Are we boomers now? What's happened? Uh, we should be good on uh, we should be good on feedback or anything like that. I mean, I'm I'm monitoring all the sounds, so I don't know where that would be coming from. But uh, if, if, if you might have heard it on a caller's end, sometimes the the one sound I don't have control of is is what uh, what callers are doing, so that can happen. Uh, Cameron Vesey says uh, I'm running for governor of Washington from Spokane. Just a broke white boy. I'm uh, on Discord with the username Cameron One in M. Uh, I'm. Sp- Spending my cigarette money running for governor from from Spokane, Washington. Well, it's probably a better use of the money, I guess. Uh, good luck, and thanks for tuning in. Disappear Forever says, uh, 2016 data proves uh, oh, white women are... white. Well, let's. I, I might have to rephrase this for Susan, Susan Wiki Wiki purposes. 2016 data proves white women more commonly vote conservative than non-white voters would be the, the way that this is presented which um well uh white women voted or was it certain segments of white women that actually voted trump i forget how the data cut uh, i also can't remember it but i do remember getting some shit about it about what it was like middle class white women upper or yeah white women uh disappear forever says uh little non-white is censored as a word probably it's susan chat it's susan's chat you know she uh she controls these things uh let's see cameron also says as governor of washington i'll remove pc from from all prisons so convicts can repay their debt to society uh i don't know what pc is in that context anyway uh and thanks cameron john martin says uh, to be more clear soju is the korean alcoholic beverage they are normal and flavored there are normal and flavored varieties grapefruit is very good the more you know well i did learn that uh, Ovid says, oh, this was Ovid's about your mom radicalizing him. Thanks, Ovid. Dark says, uh, got a 72-hour... Ovid, is it true that her that her homepage is really the Daily Stormer? <laughs> why, don't you I... ask, why are you asking Ovid for intel on your own mom? Why don't you because ask her? Because I'm banned from Twitter, and then my mom has made it so that only people... Oh, she privatized it? Yes, and so I can't see her Twitter. I see. Uh, Dark says, got a 72-hour Discord ban for spicy chat in the Discord. Some boomer reported me to Discord itself for targeted harassment or threats. Really? I blame it on the owners of the Discord channel radicalizing me. Well, I suppose. Or maybe the moms of um, of uh, <laughs> those people. Uh, Black Magic donates 1488 and says, worst case scenario, OJ liberated a... I can't read this. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Okay. I, I can't I, I, that's not even close to readable i will say that okay oj simpson did it but also nicole brown simpson did break up his marriage 
and he already had some domestic violence. Behind him. What I'm was she saying, wearing that night? I'm not saying she deserved <laughs> it, but like, uh, maybe had it coming a little bit. foreseeable consequence to the a actions chosen. Consequence to the action chosen. Yeah. Uh, all right. And he had uh, beaten her up a bunch of times, but the police wouldn't do anything about it. So. Matt Death says, uh, recently my brother and his wife got results and they're thrilled to learn they're having a boy. Any ideas on a way to bring up circumcision without sounding like a lunatic? A motherland clip by chance. Well, that is a blonde question, but uh, uh, congratulations on the uh, on the little one. I mean, I, I if you can get her to watch the documentary American Circumcision, that would be good. But like if you need to start smaller than that, maybe be like watch a vi- watch a video of the actual procedure. They put the mm. babies in like little straight jackets and like weird. It's, it's mm. really horrific. Um, and that gets most people. All right. W says, did you guys hear about COVID-19? They're saying it's a pandemic. I heard, I, I've heard this. Oh yeah. Huh. Uh, something anyway. Dark says, uh, if you take issue with my very tasteful jokes, don't be a stinky poopy head and report it to daddy discord. Instead, just email me with 400 words or more <laughs> telling me how bad I am. So I can nut. All right. <laughs> Okay. So it says NUT. All right. Well, we got to hop back into callers. Um, if uh, just in case I haven't refreshed, but we left off at dark. So just remember okay. that. And I'll remember that as well. Uh, let's get back into callers and I'll try to be quick. Thanks for patience, guys. Uh, Epri Jeffstein. Epri Hey, guys. Uh, is this the, is this, uh, have you, are, are you on some island somewhere? I got some feedback no, coming, no. actually. Actually. No, no, just uh, straight up in Canada. Ah, okay. So, sorry, is that better? Yeah, I think I was. Mm, well, I tell you what, I'm still hearing myself. Uh, I'm hearing myself come. I'm going to mute you for a second. I'm hearing myself come off of you. So, Epri, I'm just going to give you a minute to speak, uh, and then uh, and then we can respond to it. All right. Hey, go for it. Um, well, I, I was actually just wondering what you guys, uh, what, what you guys' thoughts on Tim Pool's theory that uh, Biden's just kind of the sacrificial lamb kind of deal. Like he's just gonna, they're just they, they know Trump's gonna win, so they're just gonna, you know, let him ride it out and be like, oh, we gave it a good, good try, but yeah, on maybe. to the next. It's just like such a bad choice that I have to think they have some ulterior motive. My take on it is that they think that he's they're going to deem him mentally incapacitated and they're going to put a more feasible candidate in VP. Because like, I don't think he has very much Makes time left. And I haven't, I haven't heard Tim's theory so I don't know, but uh, do, I don't know. <clears throat> I, I don't think that the DNC sat down and wanted, well, I uh, God, I'm going to tie myself in knots thinking about this because it seems bizarre to me that the Joe Biden for any reason would be the chosen candidate of the DNC. However, there's no denying the way the DNC got everyone in line in miraculous fashion right before Super Tuesday when it looked, we all thought Bernie was going to be the nominee. We were, we were, yeah. we were stoked for a potential Trump v communist election and how fun that would be. And then they got everybody in line. They moved all the pieces and Joe became the nominee. So I guess, I have to accept that there probably were some forces in the DNC that wanted that to happen. And the question is why do they think it's for actual election viability versus Trump? Do they think it's because he might die on the campaign trail and they can put the person in that they want? Do they think that they can elect him and install their Kamala Harris or Elizabeth Warren vice president to the presidency that way? 
Um, I would be, I don't know. I don't know about a specific theory, but I do know that I would be a fool to bet that the DNC is playing this squarely and ethically and cleanly according to democratic principles. I think we can all fairly speculate that is not the case. There's got to be some angle here. Anyway, um, I'll I'll give you a last word before we let you go. Oh, I I was just going to say, did you guys see uh, Stacey Abrams, uh, uh, the, the video of her on with joe biden they were they were on the same show and uh joe doesn't announce that he he wants her for his vp pick and she just she looks like she's gonna cry it was i I haven't seen this when did this happen i saw the tugger segment yesterday um i don't even remember what show it was on uh i that might be it like she just the the way uh the, the way she like just she went from like all smiles to just like half i'm gonna murder you and half like this just broke my she must right. be the most entitled woman on the planet. Hmm. I'll have to check it out. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, thanks for having me. Dangerous Spaces is up next. Dangerous Spaces, you're good to go. Hey, guys. How you going? Hey. Um, sorry, I was just listening to that last caller about that Stacey Abrams clip. Uh, I do have it, Matt. I could send you. Have you guys ever, have you ever had that instance where you really like someone and then you've had that conversation with them where they say, yeah, I just don't feel the same way. Uh, you mean like in a romantic context or what? Yeah. 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 Um, not, not that explicitly. No. Well, just cause that was Stacey Abrams look of really excited of telling this person how you feel and them saying, I don't feel the same way. And that kind of, Oh, and that smile slowly going, I can send you the clip. It was hilarious. Oh, okay. That'll be satisfying. No, who was it? Was it Lawrence? I think it might have been Lawrence O'Donnell, because he was literally saying, "Okay, so why is Stacey Abrams here? Are you going to announce something?" And he literally just starts saying, "I've got Stacey here because she's really been really good with, you know, voter fraud, and she's been really good at fighting, and she's been." And you can just see it's like, no, he's not going to announce. I'm not even sure why he had her on. It was weird. Hmm. But the look on her face just drops, and she's like, "I'm going to kill this guy." Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, moving on from that. Uh, Obamagate. I don't. I don't think anyone's talked to you today about it. I was just curious of what you guys are thinking, the way things are developing, and and the information. Well, I don't know. I don't know if you've been following Catherine Herridge, Matt Blonde. Yeah, we talked about it on Sunday. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've lost faith that any of these revelations will result in any kind of widespread political action will change public opinion in any meaningful way. Uh, Cause I just don't believe in uh, the America project anymore. And I have no faith in our people. So. Yeah. yeah. Skag? I mean the kind of the, the legal system I, I kind of look at and go, I'm not sure how, what's really going to happen with it. Did you see, uh, this is l- not strictly Obamagate, I guess, but loosely related. Did you see the leaked or hear the leaked tape w- uh, between Biden and uh, Ukrainian official guy Poroshenko? Yeah. I, and- I did. I did. This is the thing that's really fascinating watching some of these leaks. Like this letter I sent you, Matt, on, um, on Twitter, for yeah. example, was Susan Rice emailing herself and going, this happened in the meeting and Obama said, do it by the book. And then yeah. Comey said, we're going to do it by the book. And then we're going to look at this by the book. I'm looking at it going, okay, firstly, why do you need to keep emphasizing that? Is that not, not something you normally do? <laughs> yeah. uh, but it was the same with that phone call. He was going, uh, look, even though there was no wrongdoing, yeah. I've got rid of that. Guy. It's like, 
These are really bizarre. What are they doing? Yeah. Um, I guess if I, because I, I listened to that that uh, audio, and I'm sure we'll play it on Sunday. And it is everything that, that the media was squawking about with Trump um, back when Ukraine was still a thing, which seems like such a distant memory yeah. now. But that was only last fall. No We're way. only like a half year and change removed away from that. Wow. And it's everything the media was squawking about. And I think, I, I, you know, I'm always going to defend the design of the American system. And I still will. But I think the one, the one thing that maybe it failed to account for, and well, it's, it's not the only thing, but maybe one of the major things. And I can't even fault the, the founders or the framers because it was such a different time technologically. But the influence and the ability of the media to frame what is the most important issue of the day and who's guilty of what and who did what that's bad the case that was levied against Trump cannot just be made equal, not just be made with equal validity against Joe Biden, but more credibility against yeah. Joe Biden. And nobody really cares about it simply because people who are running large media corporations have decided that they care about one and not the other. I, that that's an interesting dynamic that I don't think our system necessarily accounts for or considered and I'm not even saying that we need a state correction to that problem. It's just a lot of the times when we talk about the justice system failing in the way like we're, we're discussing tonight. Yeah. In this case, how much of it is because the justice system is politicized by media prioritization of certain stories over others, for example. Yeah. The, one, one, one thing I'm finding fascinating is Susan Harris, Susan, uh, no, did I just say Susan? Who was uh, it? Rice? Catherine, Catherine Herridge, yeah. Um, was the one that uh, broke the, the paperwork of uh, are we going to try and get him to lie so we can get him fired? She did that Susan Rice letter. She did the unmasking. And the thing I'm finding fascinating, all these people are complaining, is like, why is she doing all this work and, and grabbing all this information? It's like, because she's being a fucking journalist. Yeah. Like, why do you... Why, the fact you're asking that tells me exactly either you don't what know what it means anymore. And she yeah, she yeah. often we talked about this on Sunday, but she so often presents things without any commentary that well, yeah. and that's indicting thing, her for this seems extra retarded. Well, exactly. Not even giving a spin, literally just going, here's some information and maybe explaining what the information is at, yeah, at most. Yeah. We gotta give you the boot though. I'm getting that look. Yeah, no All right, thanks, man. No worries. You guys have a good one. Thanks well. All right, uh, we got time for, for a few more. Let's try to get through as many as we can here. Gay Dad's Bear, one of the great <laughs> usernames. Gay Dad's Bear, you're good to go. Oh, great to be here. What's on your mind? <clears throat> um, I'm just really excited about guns right now. Ooh. <laughs> Did you get any with your Corona Bucks, or what's the occasion? Oh, I don't get Corona Bucks. Um, what's the occasion? I, I have a problem. You're it's just like a big second... time collector or something or what? Yeah, it's my second gun this month. Oh, that's that's not a problem. Yeah, that's... that's responsible exercise <laughs> yeah. of your rights. Yeah. You know, usually I like buying I like I bought a a shockwave for like 300 bucks. Those are a lot of fun. Yeah. I I but... have an office defender right beside me right now in <laughs> fact. Uh, but uh, yes, they are fantastic. What, what do you think about like my most recent purchase is more of like a gun with a story behind it? Mm -hmm. You know, a, a, like a lot more high dollar of a weapon. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I know that you um, are not afraid to spend money on weapons since you have a NFA item. 
Uh, yeah, although that wasn't actually that expensive. It was just a custom well, build, you know? it's definitely more money than not having an NFA. Yeah, but as far as the value, of, the value of the rifle itself is not actually super high. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I just... Monday, I put a, uh, a pre-banned Chinese AK... Ooh. Uh, yeah, right? On a layaway... And are you, today, you, and today, are, today, are you I comfortable sharing how much it how much it costs you? Uh, like three grand. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> so have you you picked it up? Have you taken it to the range? No, I just picked it up. That's why I'm excited about it. I just yeah. picked it up like an hour ago. Is this uh, is this like the finest piece of your collection, or you got other cool uh, stuff? It's it's the finest. I don't know. You know, everything's got its own. <laughs> you purpose. can't mistake that action, man. Yeah. <laughs> Well, have do you own? My question was like, do you own anything that's you know got some kind of story behind it, or do you plan on buying anything like that? Um, the 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 firearms that I have are of most sentimental Purpose? value to me, actually, and they they were my brothers, and that's why they're they're the most valuable to me. So when I the the two that are um they're not necessarily the the highest financial value but they're the most valuable to me personally one is the m1 garand i have on my uh oh, on my mantle those are and nice. then the other is uh and i don't care who wants to talk shit about the tactical tuna but the fs2000 is not just a a sentimental uh piece to me but i actually think it is a, a really uh a really great rifle i really enjoy shooting it and um especially now that they're not sold uh they're not they're, fn's not uh selling them in the they u.s anymore yeah, that's it's a great rifle. It's a little bit of a chunk. It's got some weight to it, and it's kind of a chunky thing. But, uh, yeah, but that's, that's the other I would, one. I that, would like something like that. Yeah, it's it's a unique. Like it's unique. A, yeah, yeah, it's a unique and a cool. It's a great shooter too. It actually is a fantastic rifle. Um, but those are those are the two most prized pieces of my collection. Yeah. Well, do you know anything about Chinese weapons? Like the one I have is an underfolder. For the, I don't. Uh, no, I, I. I mean, I'm not a great AK. I have a cheap AK that's not you know, of, of any yeah. sort of serious value. I don't have anything that that's, it's like what you're talking about. But. Yeah. I held a, a $500 AK and then I held this one and I was like, you know, I'll spend the extra five times the money. <laughs> it's a but, cool piece. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, that's the thing is the, the more I get into it, it's like, do I really want um, like 20 cheap guns or would I rather have like one yeah. really cool piece? Well, you not know? only that, a more expensive weapon, you could actually sell it and get most yeah. of your money back so it's really not you know more expensive to own yeah sure like we, cost uh, of ownership's not more we gotta let you go but uh, enjoy that AK yeah thanks yep <laughs> Maul is up next Maul you're good to go if you're ready hey, hello hey man hello lovely today yeah, um, you're cutting out a little bit on me but I think we got you you can, you can, got, you can hear me yeah, yeah, I think we're good. It cut out at the start, but now I think we're good. Yeah, because um, the noise suppression. I was here um, some months back. You had a problem with my mic, and it turns out it was picking up my speakers instead of my ah, laptop. Right? Okay. So now it's picking up my headset, but yeah. Uh, so uh, the topic, I wanted to get into uh, the topic about the the coronavirus stuff because um, I was getting into a uh, kind of a uh, discussion with a friend of mine and I was talking about how a lot of businesses probably won't ever come back mm-hmm. due to how many um, businesses have just like, because they couldn't keep up with the cost. And, sure. 
And his response to that was like, well, so be it. We can't, uh, it is what it is. I was like, it's easy for you to say that when you don't have a business that you've built up over 10, 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. And he and this is great. It's like I know. And his response, like I my I, I don't care. The economy is not. Is, I, you you're never going to convince me that the economy is more important than my than lives. It's like it's such a false dichotomy. The economy is lives. Yeah. The economy yeah. is people's livelihoods. Yes, because it, it's just like yeah. I told him. It's like you, you realize the economy is how people eat, right? Yeah. And no matter how many times you get, and it's like what Tim Pool says, no matter how many times the the government uh, gives you money, you can't eat it. Yeah. And that's something people that can, that tends to um, uh, tends to forget. And I also, and me because I haven't been able to get the college like due to me working, I'm still mm-hmm. work, I'm still working during the um, essential. And Ooh, congratulations. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm also one of the I'm also at a high risk of getting it, but I was just like, you know what? I need to feed I need to feed myself. I need to Well, good for you. And and yeah, you should be you should be able to make that own risk asset that risk assessment yeah, for yourself. That's, yeah. that's why that's why I told her it's like I'm in a high risk I'm blind you ask how old I was. Yeah. I'm uh twenty six, about to be twenty seven this year. Why are you high risk? Yes. That's a HIPAA violation. You can't ask that. <laughs> I don't, care. I don't care. I tell them this all the time. It's yeah. like I, I tell them that because I was just like, if I'm high risk, I still take my tail to work to put food on the table. That if somebody yeah. else is high risk and is willing to stay home because they're afraid, that's their choice. Exactly. Yeah. Like my parents. Yeah. I guess my mom's high risk. She's what, like sixty-three. It's funny. She does my, not my, give a fuck. She's no masks. <laughs> nothing. We'll, yeah, we'll have I, to let you go, but I'll give you a last word if you want it, Mo. Yeah, last word. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna add on to that. It's like my mom is more is is at a lower risk, and she's in her sixties than I am. Mm. And I and I was telling her that you, um, I the lot this lockdown really does need to end. I'm just yeah. saying that right now. We're getting there more slowly than I would like, but we are heading in the right direction at least. It's yep. too slow, in my opinion. Yeah. I agree. But yeah, all right. I'll, well, uh, we'll keep fighting the good fight, man. Thanks for uh, calling in. I'll be trying to come back in the next time whenever I'm off on Wednesdays. Sure. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks. All right. Uh, New Tradist is up next. New Tradist, you're good to go if you're ready. Hey, how's it going? Doing all right. What's on your mind? So I have three options. One is uh, American identity. One is the dissident right. And one is um, separation of church and state. Up to you. American identity. What about you, Stig? I like separation of church and state. Boo. Uh, <laughs> American identity. Break, break, the, break the tie. Take your pick. Yeah, so I, I think we can work these in. I think increasingly one of the things that I've been noticing about, I guess we'll work them all three of them, and the distant right is a lack of a feeling of identity of what it means to be American. I think hmm. increasingly the answer that America, that uh, liquid modernity, that like current consumerism and late capitalism, whatever people would say, people on the left might say, whatever this current society is giving us of Marvel movies and, and um, yeah. you know McDonald's isn't a substantial meaning of uh, what it means to be human being. We're not getting a sense of people, getting a sense of uh, who we are, what we should be. Um, 
it seems like religion does a very good job answering this question. And it seems like our current state of American nationalism, what America is and has been, is 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 not sufficiently strong to yeah. uh, to answer that. So what is, what is your take, I guess, on what is America and what is the role of religion in that? What is America? I mean, what we used to be was the Constitution until we let in too many immigrants and now nobody gives a shit about the Constitution. So now we're just the this like weird amalgamation of disparate racial and intellectual groups. Nobody gets along. America, what is it now? I mean, it's China. It's it's Chinese crap. It's not manufacturing. It's not intellectual property. It's not even tech. I don't even know how to answer that. It's, it's kind of interesting if you follow the, the way that you frame that, like uh, the way that the left wants to make diversity and identity itself as like a, a paradoxical way, <laughs> you Absolutely. know what I mean? Like diversity is the identity. No, but I agree. I, th I think that it's a, I think that it's a value system and I think we've lost, we've lost track or we've lost focus on that value system. You ask what the role of religion is um, in, in that identity. Uh, I, I don't think, um, obviously, I don't think it's it's government's job to uphold or impose religion in people's lives. But I can't deny that with declining religiosity has come a lot of decay of the family and just degeneracy overall. Yeah, absolutely. So, I guess, so why would it be obvious to you why the government, why the church should not be involved in the government and vice versa? Because I, I don't, I don't think that it's this, the role of the state, but I also don't think it's effective. That is to say you want people to know why they believe things and why they behave in certain ways. If you have to impose something from the top down and beat it into people, I, I just don't believe that that's an effective way to get people to actually have the conviction of their belief. They have to believe it as individuals. They have to believe it themselves. I don't think that pointing a gun at somebody or beating them with a stick to get them to believe a certain concept is ultimately the aim that, that we should have anyway. You want them to arrive at that conclusion for themselves. Yeah. You say uh, arrive at the conclusion. To what extent is your view of religion um, and especially of the matters of degeneracy and uh, et cetera, the problems that you mentioned in our society, to what degree are those intellectual errors versus a crisis of spirit or crisis of a sense of um, metaphysics, a sense of grounding, a sense of uh, nature? I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure I, I, I follow. Can you can you simplify the question a little bit more? I'm not sure I follow what you're getting at. Sure, there, there's a there's a definite trend towards, especially within in the right and in libertarianism in particular, to fixate on if everyone just agreed with these set of ideas or these sets of principles, then mm -hmm. we would be in a position where we wouldn't have all these you know all these mistakes, and we don't we shouldn't have to use governmental force to make people believe certain things. Is it a yeah. question of just just uh at like assenting to a certain list of facts or, or a certain set of principles, or is there something deeper that needs to be communicated by a state? And is, is the way that the American state functions itself and, and structures itself very much too in line with only ideas? I don't know about that. Let's, let's put it this way. I, I'm increasingly warm to religious concepts, as we've been discussing on this show. Mm -hmm. And that's because people, yeah. have, have, people have come on and, and open my eyes to some ideas. And I've had these discussions. Nobody has tried to force any ideas into my head and certainly not the state. And if the state came to my door and said, here's a list of, uh, of, of, of religious concepts you will agree to and believe by force of law. Uh, no, I mean, the use of force to get an idea into somebody's head, I just don't think is, is effective. And I know it's not effective for me. 
Sorry to interrupt. I'm surprised you're making an effective and or pragmatic argument. If you re-extract the effective and pragmatic argument, would you make a principal argument that it is necessarily wrong? Well, yeah, I also I also don't think you have a right to someone else's head. I think the right to your own thoughts and your own beliefs is as fundamental a right there is. So I would I would argue on both philosophical and practical grounds. But yeah. To what extent, uh, on philosophical and uh, philosophical rather than practical grounds, then what is your argument against separation of church and state? Argument against separation of church and state? Yes. As in, well, you, we you're don't know that we have enough yeah. time to go into this, but we'd have to define we have to define our terms here because mm -hmm. when I say separation of church, what I mean is that is the is the First Amendment's language of the state shall not establish a religion. Yes. Do I think sure. that like any public official can't have religious views or that? You know, we should be we should be suing to make sure that the that prayer can never be said in schools and that sort of thing. No, um, what I'm talking about is I, what I don't want is an official state religion that is enforced upon the people. When I say that I that I would want separation of church and state. And the problem is centrally on the word enforce. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'd probably have to get at the definition of that, too, um, because there's gray area there. We get into what is enforcement versus encouragement or endorsement, those sorts of things. Okay, sure. Yeah, I, I, I you know, unfortunately, it's a, it's a very, uh, there's a lot of stuff to unpack there in just the limited amount of time that we have. Yeah, we've I'll, I'll go, yeah I'll give you the last word if you want it, though. Um, yeah, just uh, God bless, uh, pray, and uh, thank you guys for what you do, and I'll sure. hopefully talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks for thanks. calling in. Good luck on your trip back to God. Oh, I, I guess back to, yeah, I didn't think of it that way, but, uh, but yeah, we'll see, we'll see where it goes. Cheers. Thanks. That's nice um, to hear. I, can we do just one more real quick? Sure. I know we're over time and thanks for your patience guys. I know I say this every week, so I, you know, sound like a broken record, but, uh, I just want to, I know I've talked to this person before, but your, your username is just the N word, the short version <laughs> of the N word. <laughs> so, uh, hey. we'll give you a last call. Oh, sweet. Thanks. Um, so a little bit while back, there was a medical student that came on and was talking about the um, four different principles of, of uh, medicine, the benefits, non-maleficence, autonomy, and justice. So mm -hmm. to do good, to do no harm, and then the autonomy of the body. And then they misquoted justice, which is my understanding it's more so it's more related to like the triaging thing mm -hmm. of people. Was this within the context and, of the tranny thing? Uh, sorry, you cut out there. Ask was, again, I guess. Was this within the context of the tranny thing? I don't remember this call. Uh, no, he was talking more so about in the context of saying that it was harmful to keeping everybody inside it. And oh, so it was COVID related. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so I guess uh, my, so besides just saying that, my question here is, is um, so this is a bit of an ethics question and is, let's say this is COVID-19 and you don't really have too much information yet, it, but it, there's only one resp respirator, okay? But there's four people. Mm -hmm. so the first person is an 80-year-old who's, in the hospital for a little while people see that he's possibly going downhill and he'll probably need a respirator like very soon and the next one is a 40-year-old nurse who recently just got sick a, a then 
the next one is a 30 year old but who's a chronic smoker obese alcoholic it, i don't know you can give them what other yeah things you want and then the last one is a uh like a newborn and baby he, can you even just come out can and, you put them on ventilators or respirators does that even work yeah so um, we'll, we'll say if, for the sake of this that it that it does but so you want us to rank the the order of the order of saving them in terms of morality who would you give the one respirator to so it's oh it's one respirator yeah i mean i don't know that you can do that with newborns but i would give it to the newborn because so what's well my only other question would be is the nurse like highly skilled in saving other people's lives maybe that's Um, a consideration and the other the other side of this is why does nobody pick the smoker and the alcoholic? Uh, should yeah, we exactly should, right? Should we punish so, him for the choices that that he's made in the life that he's lived? Um, it, it, that seems to me like everyone kind of jumps to that conclusion. But what is the real ethical basis for punishing him, as opposed to say, what if it was just smoker guy? We'll have to simplify this maybe for the purposes of this call. But what if it was just forty-year-old smoker alcoholic versus otherwise healthy forty-year-old guy? Should we punish the smoker alcoholic? Yeah. Well, that, that's also the question right here too. Is are you just punishing the eighty-year-old too? Right? Well, okay. So you've just said because <laughs> I don't know that it's punishment because it's not his choices. It's just his natural state in life. But no. I, I, anyway. This well, okay. punishment for what, I guess. My dad's versus... been dying for me to talk to everybody about this, but the way we need to view COVID is in terms of years of life lost. Mm-hmm. So the baby is the most important because there's the most remaining time left in the baby's life. Mm-hmm. The 30-year-old smoker is less important than the 40-year-old nurse, assuming that her habits are good because he's going to reduce his net remaining remaining years Based mm. on his smoking habits, he's probably not going to live past, I don't know, 65 or something like that. The 80-year-old's toast. Nobody cares about that person. Um, so the thing is, if you're picking the newborn, you're kind of arguing a utilitarian thing, which is yeah, fine. Which also yeah, goes why it. people think nurse, too. And you can always get into the other aspects of, like, children themselves and, like, who would be taking care of the newborn or, or like, who would take care of the nurse's kids. Right? All right. If those were the two that you're thinking. Right. I, I, it's it's a interesting conundrum. Yeah, it's a good it's a good thought exercise. Before we let you go, did you do you have a clear pick yourself? Maybe I missed it. Uh, no, I, I, I don't. I'll, okay. I'll cop out like you guys. Well, it, I, it, I, I, the one thing I'll say about, I didn't cop about out. I answered she, that. I mean, she did give an answer, yeah, a clearer was... answer than I did. I just poked around the edges an- asking questions. The one thing I'll say about, cause I don't know that there is a great answer here, but I'll, for, for blonde's case, I will say that that at least that's an objective standard. I will always appreciate well, objective standards that we can, that we yeah, can, yeah. that we so, can use and we can criticize, but at least you, she could apply that standard to every scenario and, and have an objective outcome as opposed to like, do I like this guy or not? And to be fair, I'm taking last word on this call. Yeah. When you triage people, there has to be some utilitarian element or especially in an emergency situation or nothing is ever going to be accomplished. And they do this already <laughs> in emergency rooms. Yeah. When there's a natural disaster, they see who's the most injured, who has the most remaining life years and everything like that and then they always save the baby first always hmm. yeah all right well yeah. well thanks for the thoughts man Pro. have a good night 
and don't the get banned by discord so dumb about this right now <laughs> what are they saying well, they're saying that like uh the baby that they should save the nurse because she's going to save more lives but that's yeah, that was... also operating under the supposition that the nurse is saving lives uh no i want to live in a society that would save the baby because that's the most humane thing to do hmm. All right, we we're past time, so we got to get into the questions again. If you uh, and thanks for your patience, guys tonight. I know we're always trying to tighten things up and always failing, and that's because people have interesting things to talk about. So uh, anyway, thanks for being patient with us. If you're having trouble getting into the live room and getting into uh, to be on the call, <laughs> is the nurse hot? Is the... <laughs> if, if you want to participate in the show and you're having trouble or you can't do it live, send us an email. That's beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. Put call in show question in the subject line that helps us organize things and we'll uh we'll answer in the last segment of the show as we'll do right now and tonight we have a pretty high volume so we're just going to go one answer for each of us and keep it moving along so uh thanks for bearing with us on on that as well uh, michael says is it always possible to get what you want out of life i spent the last 10 years i'm 34 now worrying about the expectations of others and pandering to woke bullcrap instead of working on myself i really want to find someone i have nothing to show for the last decade i'm more than willing to bust my ass and do whatever i have to but i i get the feeling that it may be too late for me regardless of how hard i work i refuse to settle and i think that means i'm going to die alone well the the I know it sounds cliche, but I'll say a few things about this. Uh, it is, I don't think it's ever really too late to start working on yourself. And I think you, anytime you decide to dedicate yourself to pursuing what it, whatever your own vision of the ideal version of you is, better late than never, and you absolutely should do it. And whether it's romantic or otherwise, the natural consequence of that is that you will attract other people to you because you're building a better, more attractive person. The other right. thing I'll say, and I suspect maybe you'll speak to this, um, especially as a dude, the reality is dudes have longer to work with, longer time to work with. You're, you, you know, you, 34 is not like, you're still in the, the prime of your manhood. You got plenty of time to work with. So I would not be doom and gloom. I would be optimistic. And I, I'm and congratulations on pursuing a better version of yourself. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and it's never been a better time. Maybe it's a terrible time to be in this situation, but you've never been in like more abundant company. I can't tell you how many people I know that are in this exact situation. Um, the women are in deep shit. The men can still figure it out at, at 34. Um, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say, Sky. So I don't know. I mean, like when I was still dating and I got married when I was 29, when I was 30 and my husband was 37 or 38, um, you know, so that's older than you are. When I was dating, I wasn't looking at like, what is this guy's like net worth or anything like that? It was always like, does this guy have a good work ethic? Yeah, it, it was so much more important because it's it's like, what can we build together as a family rather than like, what what does he have now? So you've already overcome the most difficult thing, which is being lazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, Skag's right. It, you'll attract good women if you continue to work hard. You're way too young to be worrying about if you're going to die alone. Yeah. Just don't wait until you're 40 because I typically didn't want to date anybody over 40 because I'd be like, why aren't you married yet? Hmm. this is joey are you planning on taking any covid related precautions for your wedding guests if so what um do you think covid will impact your wedding at all uh, i'm starting to realize that my 92 year old grandmother may need some special accommodations in order to safely attend our wedding i'm curious what others are doing anything special so 
special seating arrangements. It's, it's abundantly clear that healthy 30-somethings like you and I hardly have anything to worry about. My 92-year-old grandma, not so much. I hope the tide turns soon and people get back to reasonable normalcy. Uh we are not at that stage of planning my wedding yet. So all I, when I got the contract signed, I was very diligent in getting specific written language that if there are coronavirus or any other health related directives, recommendations or requirements from government that we'll be able to reschedule. But as far as like table arrangements, specific accommodations, travel plans, all that, we haven't actually done that yet. We don't have a lot of, um, you know, uh, quote unquote, vulnerable people coming to our wedding, but we do have a few. So I anticipate that's something that we'll have to plan for, but, um, but we're just, we're just not at that stage yet. So, uh, we'll see how things are in the fall. And actually Joey's in the same boat. He was emailing me and he's getting married the exact same day, October 17th. So congratulations to Joey as well. My view, my philosophy on the, on the wedding stuff has been get the big stuff locked down, like the, the venue and the, the person officiating your wedding and all that, get that locked into place. And then all the, the stuff that's like, who's sitting where or how you're arranging things. Worry about that later. Like I, I, I don't have time for that in my mind just yet. Cause I can, I can figure that out in September if I have to, I, yeah, I don't have to. and the situation is going to be drastically different in September. I expect anyway. Yeah. So we'll see. And if it's, if it's so crazy that there's big regulation, then I'll just reschedule my wedding. As long as I have the option to say too crazy, we'll do it in the spring. Good enough for me. Super chat that wasn't read by, Oh, so this must be from Sunday from Dylan. Yeah. We just missed it. I don't know why. Well, sorry about that. Thanks for sending it back to us. He said, I look forward to your guys uh, show every Sunday. I live in a small town in San Diego County and I'm one of the few people who isn't wearing a mask out and about businesses who force me to wear a mask will not be getting my patronage ready for this BS to end. And I think that's totally fair. I think those, as much as I don't like it, businesses like Costco, if they want to require you to wear a mask to enter the place, fine, fine. whatever. And then you can say, I don't agree to that. I'm not going in there. Also fine. That's the way this, this sort of thing ought to operate. Uh, the next one, Matt says, uh, my ex left me right after my son was born when she, left she took him for over six months and moved to the mostly anti to the most anti-male county in the state i assume that means the the uh justice system or the the legal system is anti-male yeah um finally when i got into court she had established a bond that the court ruled couldn't be infringed i was only allowed a half day visitation supervised by her mom and he stuck his arms out to me and he screamed everything they and he screamed and they took uh, him. It was, uh, I was told it was a process and I would get more time. I did everything, asked, followed all the rules and paid over $180,000 in attorney's fees for the best team in the state. Literally, if I can't do it, nobody can. Fast forward six years and I get every other weekend. I'm so disillusioned. I fought for my country and was shot and blown up multiple times in combat, but that has been used against me since I've, since the start. I've been called uh, a murderer and my money is blood money. When is the time? And with what measures should someone deal with this issue? I'm really struggling right now because due to an ex uh, ex parte order because of lockdown, I would have seen my son or I haven't seen my son since March Easter and my birthday. I couldn't see or talk to him and she has not let me talk to him or see him since uh, the order at all. What do I do when all paths have been exhausted? 
I mean, uh, I would have probably would have responded differently to this before I was pregnant. Um, but I know I, I also need to be conscientious and aware that I am only hearing one side of this story. I, uh, it, what, it, it, it bums me out to hear that you've hired a, what you say is the best legal team in the state, but if they're not, if they're not able to give you any options, I feel like I'm wildly unqualified to give any advice on this sort of thing. Yeah. Because they're the, I know it's not a satisfying answer, but what anything short of taking the law and justice into your own hands, as we've talked about previously, if you do that, you're, we can talk about whether that's just or not, but as a practical matter, that is going to make that is going to remove your son from your life. If you did something like that, that would be kidnapping. That would be you in jail. That would be horrible outcomes. So whether we want to talk about the principles and the philosophy of what's going on here, I think we have to acknowledge the practical reality that if your goal is just to see your son more frequently, to have a larger uh, presence in your son's life, you're going to have to work within the system. I, I just don't know what advice to give beyond hire the best legal team that you can if you've already done that. I, I'm, yeah, I, I don't I know. Mean, the, the, I guess the next thing is like tr try to negotiate with the woman. Although Actually, I'm sure that, he's tried that, right? Well, maybe that's. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised to hear you going this route. Well, what other but, option does he have here? Yeah, last resort, reason with a chick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ugh. Um, I don't mean to make a joke of this because this is this is awful. Um, but maybe there there might be some wisdom to that. Even if she is a, a, let's say that this presentation is exactly accurate. It's totally fair. She's a crazy person who's mischaracterizing him. Maybe that maybe that is the best route. You choose how you're going to achieve that in negotiation, and what sort of means you want to use to achieve that, but. Maybe that's more realistic than the legal system if the legal system is as bad as you've described. Right, right. Hmm. I'm sorry to hear it. And, um, and of course, thanks for, for serving the country. And I hope this gets resolved. I wish I had better advice for you. I just don't have experience in this particular area. Neither do I. I mean, you've got to keep fighting, though. Yeah. It's your kid. Yeah. Uh, wow, we just gave such bad answers, but I don't, I don't really have anything. Well, I can't, I can't pretend to have an easy answer on that one. Uh, I don't, I don't know all the facts of it and I don't have experience in this area either. Yeah. And then with the emails like this, I'm always apprehensive because I'm like, what's her side of the story? Hmm. Our default position is just to assume that the woman is crazy and that this is total bullshit, but we, we don't know what she would say about this. Maybe That's she true. had valid reasons. I don't know. Uh, lamentations. It seems that many Republicans feel that if they're good enough, Democrats may ease off the attacks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. During COVID, some conservatives declare that restrictions can be eased because people are going to still follow the rules. Does this demonstrate a basic failure to understand freedom? Um, not necessarily, but I think it it does demonstrate a basic failure to understand, like the state of the American populace and how deeply indoctrinated we are and and how we were going to behave and to be fair like i grossly overestimated our ability to deal with a situation like this i have been very disappointed in certain commentators who will remain nameless <laughs> who have been advocating exactly this sort of thing if there's one area where if you know i'm often accused of riding the fence or being compromising or something like that 
But in the exercise of your rights, I don't view any room for that sort of thing. I think it's on a, a, on a practical level, I think it's very foolish to think, oh, if we're just, if we protest Gretchen Whitmer nicely, then she'll let us and keep our let ARs. Yeah. No. No, playing her game, she's only going to continue to take more and more power. And I've heard this argument too. Oh, well, if you want your freedoms, you need to demonstrate that you can exercise them responsibly. That is not the basis not on works. which you have your freedoms. Right. They're not given to you if you can exercise them responsibly. That's permission stuff. That's, um, that's a permission slip from the teacher. That's not a right that is inherent to your, to your humanity, endowed exactly. by your creator. Yeah. That, so... My judgment on whether you exercise your rights responsibly is not the basis on which you have those rights. If you go on the internet and write a whole, an entire novel of bullshit that I think is not only poorly written, but terrible for whatever reason, terrible advice, terrible worldview, I don't say, well, you really need to demonstrate that you can exercise your speech rights responsibly before you do that. My judgment of the responsible nature of the speech exercise is irrelevant. And so I've been really disappointed to see that philosophy creeping in that, yeah. that we, have, we have to adhere to some nebulous standard of responsibility in the exercise of our rights to justify the exercise of those rights. I hate it. Um, I hope that answers the question. That's, that's a, we got to keep it moving, as I mentioned. Thanks, Lamentations. General says, uh, question, since the narrative last week was, uh, was Ahmad, Ahmad robbery, that's the proper pronunciation. I was, I was wondering, Ahmad robbery was a jogger, and this week he is a construction enthusiast. <laughs> and he's so <laughs> thirsty, guys. So <laughs> Yes, he's a, uh, he, he samples very, <laughs> all the construction site waters around town. What do you, what do you think, or what do you two predict he will be next week? My guess, NASA scientist. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe maybe he uh, maybe he had a big following on Instagram for f photographing construction sites or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I I have to be careful here. Seriously speaking, I I don't see evidence of a crime on his part yet. I have to acknowledge that reality yeah. on the other side of it is the sort of things he's poking fun at. I do reserve the right to think that what he's doing, if I saw it in my neighborhood, I would consider it suspicious behavior. And I would talk to somebody about it. I would talk to the, the property owner. If I knew them, I would call the police if I didn't. So, so I, I know that's, you know, that's, I think some people are unsatisfied because they want clean answers on this one. But the reality is the facts that are necessary to get those clean answers are as of yet missing. We don't have them established yet. So we'll have to see how this comes out. Um, who's next, Matt? You didn't, you didn't want to have a prediction. Do you have a prediction on what he'll be? No, I mean, this story's pretty much run out. It's just going to turn out like Trayvon or, uh, the Ferguson folk. whose name? Michael Brown. Me. Yeah. Uh, where it seems like white people, they make it seem like white people are hunting black people. And then it turns out that the black person is just some kind of criminal thug. And then the story kind of fades into the background after all the cultural damage is done. So I don't wow. know that there's going to be any next thing. They're not going to make him look at any better than a jogger, right? <laughs> jogger is a racial slur now. Don't forget. It really is. Uh, this is from Matt. Yeah. 
Why do so many people get unemployment during this virus stuff, but none of us furloughed workers are eligible for anything? Isn't that counterintuitive? The stimulus simply wasn't enough for furloughed employees like myself. Um, of course, it's counterintuitive. I was just at my friend's house today talking to her about this. And she's making, because she got laid off from two part-time jobs, she's making way more on unemployment than she was before. Um, it's not like money is being distributed based on uh, people's prior work history even. There's yeah. like there's not there's not a super logical basis for how they're doing this. No, it's full of perverse incentives and we're going to see that play out especially we get, as we get into the summer now. I mean the reality is until July we still have an additional month and change where people a significant portion of the country are making more not to work than they right. were working their old jobs. And I don't even fault the people who are are collecting unemployment right now not working even if they have the option to go back to their old job because why would you? I mean, I know that we all agree generally that that's philosophically stupid, but the practical reality is the incentives are set up for you to collect more money by not working. So why would you? Yeah, why would you? Exactly. That, why would you? We we have this. Uh, uh, the, what was the question here? None of. Isn't that counterintuitive? Well, yeah. Welcome to Congress. I mean, that's that's the answer. The idea that the government has solutions that are actually going to solve problems, and I say that I should clarify specifically Congress, the federal government. The, the bigger the government gets, the less narrowly tailored a lot of these solutions are going to get and the harder they are to fix. So we really need to localize these solutions. Uh, Martin says, uh, would you give credence to the idea that the Zimmerman, Trayvon, and now the Arbery case are given the full media treatment and attention circus in part to break the idea of neighborhood watch and leave us with only the police to protect us? That's an interesting angle I hadn't thought of. I certainly I, I see flavors of that narrative in the gun control debate all the time where uh, where you, you promote the idea that you aren't you can't possibly nor should you be trusted to uh, you can't possibly protect yourself, nor should you be trusted to protect yourself. Similarly, yeah. should neighborhoods be trusted to protect themselves from criminal activity? I hadn't thought of that angle. I don't know but, that this is instilling uh faith in the in the local police though and like if i saw some black dude on my construction site right now i would be especially suspicious because i would be like wow what a bad time for you to be doing something like this <laughs> the all the all the people who <laughs> if you are one of these mythical construction site aficionados construction site tourists that i keep hearing about you're Don't probably going to take now, some yeah. time off yeah, for it takes next... some time off for real. <laughs> You'll think about it. And by the way, I say that with like I was watching Coleon Noir's video on this, and I think he had a pretty good analysis. I mean, to his credit, he posted videos of people on YouTube that are like, hey, we're just going for a walk today. There's a new building or home being constructed, so we're just gonna go check it out. Thought, All right. I mean, I have to acknowledge that people do this, unbeknownst to me. I have to acknowledge that's real. So apparently they do, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, investigate construction sites at your own risk in the, for the foreseeable future. It's from Henri Henry, since you both seem to be very willing to listen to people with different perspectives, I wanted to ask if you had a friend who you otherwise got along with perfectly, how far left and, and, or how far right would they have to be for you to cut ties with them? Mm. Basically, where do you draw the line on each side of the spectrum? Um, it's, it's their ability to have 
to continue a dialogue with me without it destroying our relationship or getting like super contentious. Yeah, the friendships I've lost have been over um, like a moral judgment or character judgment. They have accused me of being a moral right. failure or a character failure. And that's the point where I walk away. It's not uh, yeah. like, do you hold these views? Although I will acknowledge it'd be hard for me to be friends with like a legit, uh, honestly believing communist. Maybe. <laughs> Let's put it this way. I In would, 2011, I would have been. I could probably be friends with a unicorn communist who held those beliefs, but didn't morally judge me for mine and also didn't, I guess by definition, communism seeks to violate your rights. So I don't know where I'm going here. But what I'm saying is if he at least refrained from the character judgment and the moral judgment about my beliefs, I'd probably have a better chance with that person um, over someone who's actually more aligned with me but wants to impugn character based on viewpoints. That's really what it is. I'm not going to be treated like I'm a shitty person. Yes. Yeah. That's the line for me. Uh, but as far as, you know, the degree in which they can go far right, I don't know that I really have a limit for that. <laughs> Someone will shock you someday. I mean, do you? Um, I guess what the question would be, are there some beliefs that are a deal breaker to me for friendship? And I can say, honestly speaking, no, but we've had this, this concept. We've had this discussion before. Is there a such thing as an immoral belief or an immoral idea? And for sure. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily share that view. I think that ideas that are enacted can become immoral, but just holding a viewpoint in your head, I don't necessarily view as immoral. Yeah, but at what itself. point does it become immoral? Like we hold viewpoints, we project them to an audience. Yeah. Somebody internalizes it and that's when it becomes immoral. If they commit an action on that basis or something, but it's the action that is, that is the immorality. Or I guess what I, to define the terms better, I suppose what I mean when I say morality in this context is the, the violation of someone else's rights. I don't think that you're violating yeah. someone else's rights by holding a view in your head. You yeah. can violate someone else's rights with action, but not just by a thought. Yeah, it, but it becomes more than a thought when you're projecting it to people. This is an ethical question that I really grapple with after oh. this. After this uh, dude that killed that black homeless guy. Oh, yeah. The, he did it upon your command. I was so devastated by that. <laughs> I think about it a lot still. Yeah. Um, but I'm always like, am I, am I morally culpable in any way for this? <laughs> did, did they ever release the DMs where you told them to do it? <laughs> Not yet. Oh. Um, the Retro Robot Radio. So as I understand it, Flynn used to be an advisor for Obama who was fired for disagreeing with Obama on foreign policy. Flynn was mm -hmm. too tough, tough on China. Then Trump, who is tough on China, arguably, hires Flynn as a foreign policy advisor. Looks like Obama directed the FBI to get Flynn fired or jailed. Is Obama protecting China? Yet somehow no one seems to put these together. What do you make of that? Tucker Carlson's all over it. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, seems, it seems logical to me. I mean, it, uh, with the Flynn case... For whatever reason, whether it's China, whether it's because Flynn knew too much about whatever else, it seems like this was an orchestrated effort to get either that guy specifically because there was some angle against him or use him as leverage to get to higher ups, Trump himself, whatever. Uh, I think we're we've we have enough substantiation in this case to think that there were reasons for the. Uh, the spying that we now know happened and happened on incredibly flimsy grounds. Uh, 
but uh, but yeah. Anyway, thanks for thanks for the question. Uh, KP says I recently started dating a girl who shares the same goals as I do or as me, marriage, family, etc. But we disagree on politics, especially when it comes to so-called women's issues like abortion. How important is it to agree on politics if we have the same goals? And are there any political issues you would consider disagreement on to be a red flag for relationship? Uh, for a relationship. Well, it doesn't really sound like you disagree, like you agree. I mean, I guess you could agree on goals, but not philosophy. But I guess my question would be, why, why do you agree on the goals then? What is the philosophy that leads her to those goals? Yeah. Can you really be pro-abortion and pro-family? I'm sure someone would make the argument, but I, they seem sort of at odds to me. The question you should be asking yourself is how intellectually malleable is she because it's going to be so fucking annoying if you have to listen to her just blah 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 abortion, blah 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 your entire lives i so she needs to change if you're going to lock this one down i would be inclined to hesitate a little bit and here's what i would say that the sharing the end is important the vision for the end is important but you do also have to share the the vision for why or the vision for the route or the reason yeah. that you're taking that route. You got to be together on the journey too. Yeah. Otherwise it'll just be intolerable. And like my husband and I have philosophical disagreements on all sorts of stuff. And I know a lot of people that are on very different ends of the political spectrum, but like for the most part, they're in alignment. Yeah. I would say the one thing you shouldn't do is don't, because you guys both share this end goal and that's what you're pursuing, whether it's with her or with some, someone else, you need to tackle this quickly. You need to figure it out if you're on the same page for the why questions quickly. Don't put it off. And if you actually have no agreement on the why questions, why are you going where you're going? I would be inclined to leave that relationship. Yeah. The why questions do matter just as much as the end destination. And in terms of the political issues you think are a red flag for a relationship, um, when I was dating in Seattle, I was like, nobody that's open borders. That was where I was. Hmm. I was like, that's what, what I cannot tolerate being in a marital relationship with somebody that advocates open borders. So I don't know. You just have to choose like, how important is this stuff to you? Only, you know, um, this is from Josh. Some ethnonationalists believe the West is the best culture purely because of being white I think the West is the best culture due to five things. Roman law, Greek philosophy, Christianity, African hard labor resources, and Asian technology, paper, gunpowder, etc. Do you think these ethno-nationalists are right? Uh, what makes the West the best? Um, well, I kind of reject this concept that like the West and Western philosophies were created by this group of racially homogenous people called whites like if you go to europe they're ethnically diverse and and just vastly diverse cultures um you know in in such a way that like doesn't exist in africa yeah uh so like i i kind of reject this entire concept that like we have this unifying whiteness that has created the west i think the west is is the best because of a value structure and I, i don't have data in front of me uh, immediately, but but as I I would be comfortable speculating that regardless of what what race or ethnicity you are, 
you do better in the West under that value system than you would elsewhere under a certain value system. Right. I, the only thing I can say to, we talk about this all the time, like the, um, at least we, we have people who are of more, a more ethno-nationalist perspective bringing up the, the, I guess what they view as the inherent link between ethnicity or race and the value structure. And to my mind, I'm not convinced why those things have to be inherently or inextricably linked. But the other side of it is, it, it is true that certain, the values that build things, that build prosperity are not really a mystery at this point in human history, as far as I'm concerned. You can see what parts of the world do well under what value system and what parts of the world struggle. And for whatever reason, the parts of the world that struggle seem to have no interest in adopting the value systems that work. And sometimes even where they do adopt the value systems or at least try, it also doesn't work. So I, I, I think the value system is first and foremost, but I can't, I can't deny the reality that there are places of, there are places in the world that just want nothing to do with that for whatever reason. Yeah. It was kind of a, a marriage of like uh high high average IQ ingenuity Christianity and uh and then other other value systems and that's really what created things. I mean, you've seen what happens when we try to make African nations adopt western values, they fail anyway. Yeah. Uh yeah. so to act like like whiteness per se has nothing to do with it I think is disingenuous, but um but I don't think that the West is the best because of whiteness. Hmm. Uh, Peyton. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh yeah. Go, go for it. My question is what is your view of long distance relationships? I've not been able to put myself out there in the dating world because I've been moving from state to state too often would appreciate any answers. Um, I mean, you can't be long distance for that long. There's gotta be an end in sight or it will fail. But it, in this dating climate, if you find somebody that you know is right for you across the world, like make it work. Yeah. That, and <laughs> that's, that's, that's the way it works out for me. Uh, I met somebody who lived a long way away and we had sort of the conversation that I was referencing earlier where it's like, here, here's what I'm looking for. Here's the reason why are you in on this? Yes. All right. And when it worked out, it's because we had a goal in mind. We're going to, uh, be together at this point, And we're going to work toward that goal and toward that plan. Yeah. Indefinite long distance. I would never advise mm -hmm. if it's, um, Oh, she's off doing this thing, going to school and we'll see how it works out. Don't do it. You yeah. can see how it works out. Um, for as long as you want, you don't necessarily have to have it. It's, it's just, it's just not healthy. And I don't think it, it, um, I, I just don't think it's healthy for either participant. So I would never advise that, uh, certainly talk about those big ideas like we talked about before. If you have the same goal in mind for the same philosophical reasons, you can overcome a lot of obstacles. Yeah. If you're just seeing, if you're just going with the flow and seeing where it goes, that's exactly where it'll go. Nowhere. It's, it's a dead end. So don't do that. And then I wouldn't recommend that you try to do it for more than a year. And mm -hmm. I think that's really pushing it. Um, yeah. Yeah. James, uh, is the constitution infallible since the constitution is created by mortal men? It is my position that it has the ability to become outdated and also contains flaws. Example, the second amendment is one of these flaws in my opinion. 
or is outdated. Boo, at the very least. The electoral, oh, the electoral college is another. Right-leaning people seem to believe that once something is part of the Constitution, it is absolute, and any further discussion of its merits or modern-day relevance is unwarranted. Is it not our duty as a society to identify deficiencies within our Constitution and correct them? Oh, that is so retarded. Okay. <laughs> Um, be nice. Come on. My, it's, it's mind bogglingly retarded because the basis, I'll let the electoral college go, thing go, but the, um, second amendment thing being outdated is, is particularly stupid. I hate it when people bring this up because they act like some of the most intelligent human beings that have created the society, um, had no foresight that technology was going to advance. The reason we have the second amendment is because they were able to foresee that the populace would have to protect itself against a tyrannical government. Yeah. Um, and that is unending. That is everlasting, irrespective of technological advances in ammunition and guns. Right. It's, it's based in the concept of natural rights. And, and it, I, I will grant fully that the constitution is a human creation. But the philosophical basis on which it is built is the human effort to discover natural rights and natural law that are observable in nature, that are objective. And that's not to say that they did a perfect job or they're, 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 um, the way they articulated, is, they articulated it is perfect beyond criticism. But I would say I, I fundamentally reject the idea that the, the, the natural rights that are, that are protected by it are somehow uh, unique to an era that they're that I believe that they are in fact timeless, and I believe that they're demonstrably timeless, and we can have that whole conversation. Um, but but to that end, uh, yeah, I, w I wouldn't say that um, that those concepts should be. Yeah. How do I want to phrase? How do I want to phrase this? It's uh, <laughs> I'm tying myself in mental knots. Anyway. The point, the, the natural rights that it protects are observed in nature on an objective basis. Those are timeless. Perhaps we have differing ways to protect those or not. But I, 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 don't, I, I just don't agree that, um, that those rights were particularly relevant in, say, the 1700s, but they're not relevant today. I think they're and just as true college, for... of course, has saved us from the tyranny of the left. Um, it's a brilliant system that I used to not understand not not necessarily the tyranny of the left, but the tyranny of the majority. Uh, yeah, there there are there are portions of the like that portion of the Constitution is is not necessarily tied to a, to a natural right per se, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of again timeless philo uh, philosophy that forms the basis of that. And what what's the philosophy there? Well, that's that localized authority and localized decision making matters. That states matter. We can have that debate. I, I certainly. To give as much credit to the question as possible, should we evaluate these things? Yes, that's why the Constitution has a, a mechanism for that. It has an amendment process, and it should. I, I don't think which that has been abused. I mean, there's there's stuff in this that I can agree with, which is um, that it's flawed because it's created by humans. Uh, and something that we've talked about before in the show is uh, they really projected their rationality on the future populace mm -hmm. and didn't expect us to do something fucking retarded like let a bunch of immigrants that change the culture into the country I, I think that if the if the founders saw what happened in 1965 they'd be like what what were you doing like we told yeah. you exactly what to do here yeah um and in that way you know there's no mechanism for removing people that become citizens yeah uh which they're totally shitty <laughs> it's catapults <laughs>
<laughs> to yeah. be to be as fair to this question as possible, this um, dumbass if question. People, oh. If people are in fact arguing to you, it's in the Constitution, therefore it is gospel, and that's the end of discussion. If that's if that is what's happening to you, that's not the best argument they have available to them. The argument yeah. they should be making is the Constitution is an articulation and defense of objective natural rights that are timeless. And if you want to have that discussion about why they're objective and how they're demonstrated, we can do that. Yeah. That's that's the case that should be made to you. And if those people aren't making that case, I agree that there, it's probably a failure on their part. Yep. Okay. Uh, Dan says, hey, Blonde, in previous episodes, you said repeal the 19th and women should not vote. If this is a goal, uh, to what extent do you believe it is achievable in a culture where egalitarianism is king? Sorry, uh, non-gendered ruler, (laughs) a non-gendered ruler. Egalitarianism is a non-gendered ruler and suffrage is considered a human right. It seems little more than a punchline. Uh, Yeah, I, I don't think that this is achievable feasible doable i think it's necessary and not ever going to happen it would really require men to in our society to to find their balls to disenfranchise women it's just never going to happen once you let once there's no putting the milk back in the udder on this one i've said this a million times but like once you let us vote it was all over (laughs) it's 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 had some difficult consequences it's been a real tough time Matt, how would you reconcile the limitation of voting with the right of free speech? I don't. I don't think they're the same thing. the 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 concept uh, The concept that your vote is a free speech exercise. Well, the concept of free speech in your relationship with the government is the government simply leaving you yeah. alone to speak your mind. I don't. I don't see how that's the same thing as uh, as the concept of of voting. Voting is. Um, I don't think it's a natural right. Yeah, but, well, voting is a right that is that is um, it's 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 a positive right in that way. It's a right to do something or an entitlement to have something provided to you. Yeah, uh, the right to free speech is merely the right to be left alone. So, I, I just don't consider these things to be the same thing. I've never heard the argument that your vote is your speech right. I mean, if that if that were the case, then you could never have any restriction on voting whatsoever I a suppose. lot of people have lost their right to vote uh you lose your right to vote when you're a felon sure. i don't i don't know where this attitude that it's a natural right came about it's only when the left realized that they could get extra votes from a bunch of degenerates no the only natural like, the only natural rights you have are rights to not be interfered with rights right. to be left alone they're negative rights so the right the, the idea that you have a right to a positive thing I don't think I don't think you get at that naturally. You can get at that through sort of practical argumentation that it's a good thing, that it's an effective thing. Yeah. But I don't. I guess I I don't see the argument that voting is a free speech right. But yeah, I agree. Hmm. Um. Okay. Good questions. Is that the last one? Yeah. Holy cow! My brain is fried after tonight. I'm gonna uh, eat breakfast for dinner tonight. <laughs> That's yeah. what the baby wants. Or a Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich. I still have not yeah. sampled. Real quick over on DLive. Uh, in, my mis- uh, in my distress, I called to the Lord and he answered me. This is from ETC 2500. Psalm 121. In short, my PC problem is fixed. Woohoo. Well, congratulations. I'm glad to hear that. And Silosopher, thanks for supporting the show as well. Who was the last one? 
Blonde, tell your mom I, to stop radicalizing me on Twitter. I think Dark, uh, I left off on Dark's uh, super chat about tasteful jokes. And then over on um, on Streamlabs, hip, hypnagogic, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, hypnagogic monk got a verbal warning for starting the Chinese plague. People are such pussies. Or for stating Chinese plague. People are such pussies. Maybe we deserve this shit. Take my shekels <laughs> as penance. Well, thanks for supporting the show. Oh, okay. You can't say Chinese plague, though. What? I guess. Uh, John That's Martin. out of bounds, too. Ghost feedback in the Rio Digistat. It's from an episode of the Rockford Files, you kids. I don't even know what the Rockford Files are. I, so maybe I misinterpreted it as a technical issue, but it was a show reference. You're so far over our heads right now. I'm sorry, John. <laughs> Thanks for supporting the show. We're both 75 years old and... 12 years old. Yeah. Uh, Shauna Thornton. It's because marriage and class are positively correlated. So that's why European American women are more likely to vote conservative. Married women are more conservative on average. That's true. And I do think that women uh, take on a lot of the opinions of their spouses and men are more conservative generally. And women are more attracted to conservative men. So I wonder if that has something to do with it as well. Hmm. Um, Laurel uh, has a few. Um, what's your opinion on various industries, restaurants, shopping malls, tourism, cinemas, recovering after lockdowns? And do you think we're headed for a depression? Um, yeah, I'm real worried. The <laughs> only totally hope, worried. it's it's not government regulation because we're going to push back on this. The only hope is the spirit of the consumer. Yeah. And that I'm not big shopping mall guy. I'm not window shopping guy. I'm none of that. But I'm trying to treat it as a bit of a civic duty this summer to just spend a little more time in shops and buy a few more small items than I otherwise would. That's the only hope. It's got to yeah. be consumer demand that's going to pull us out of this, not Which government. We've tried directed. to do during the lockdown. Like, I can't tell you how many local businesses I've frequented, like food that I didn't want to eat <laughs> and yeah. stuff like that, like just where I could spend some money in town. So I'm not telling any, like make your own decision. If you think it's too risky, stay home. But those of us who are making the decision to go out, do it with a little, little gusto this summer, you know, mm -hmm. really, uh, really do what you can. And you know, that doesn't mean spending every dollar to your name. It just means even if you don't have a ton of dollars to your name to spend, there's something to be said for just being out there. You know, we, we've both talked. How refreshing was it to just see people around restaurants walking around without masks, not caring? It was awesome. It was They're so all part nice. of contributing to that, to, that, um, to that feeling, to that perception that things are on the rise again. So if you can even contribute to that, that's helpful. And then like normal parts of human interaction, like giving people hugs and giving people handshakes and yeah. stuff like that. We have to counter the symbolism that we're internalizing with all of these masks by doing normal shit. It's really important for morale and for society. Have a barbecue, have a giant baby shower. Like I am. <laughs> um, Is that legal by the way? Are you breaking Idaho law? I don't know, but I'm pretty sure like 40 people are coming. So wow. Uh, Socially distanced. And there will be no social distancing. There will be shared food plates. Wow. Uh, I, I'm not doing, I'm literally not doing anything. And I think that it's, it's really important for people. It's it, all we can do right now is kind of rage against the machine in these small ways. Mm. Um, Laurel also said my daughter took the AP psych exam yesterday. She was super nervous, but she thinks she aced it. So congrats to Anita. 
She wants a career as a military psychiatrist. Oh, cool. Um, uh, congrats. Super cool. And yeah. I saw Laurel was out at um, the a, a protest event in, uh, in New Hampshire. Oh, nice. As well. So thanks for going out and getting some footage, too. Uh, Laurel, of course, was at the Virginia protest back in, what, January as well. So thanks, Laurel. Ryan Petty says, thanks for doing these live streams. Uh, you're very welcome. It's not well, a public I, service. I feel like it uh, is our job. Ryan Petty is a great American. And I feel like uh, I, I feel like we are soiling his good name if he's hanging out in this chat and on this stream. If people aren't aware, uh, Ryan Petty is uh, is um, is Ian Petty's dad. Elena Petty was his daughter, if I recall correctly. But Elena Petty was killed in Parkland. And Ryan Petty has been. Uh, not only a, a strong voice on behalf of his family, we had Ian Petty on the show, and I was very impressed with Ian's ability to to talk about such horrors right. in um, in a very calm and comforting and and um, and productive way. And that's because you know he comes from a very strong family, right. obviously a family that's endured just something horrific, but has come through horrors. it yeah. productively. And Ryan, of course, has been. He's, he's one of the people from Parkland that you don't hear about. One of the guys who's working about practical solutions like making sure kids are protected by people who are trained and proficient in firearms as opposed to just let's live in a fantasy world where we protect our kids with imaginary gun-free zone bubbles that perpetrators can never enter and that sort of crap. So yeah, yeah. I appreciate you know what Ryan's done not only for his family but for what he's doing for this country in terms of making sure kids truly are protected. And it's um, it must be so difficult to go through something like that and then still approach the larger situation and like the cultural and societal uh, outcome of something like this with rationality. Mm -hmm. um, and so I really applaud him for that. And when, when was that Ian interview? That was it was sometime in 2018. And I would say that I think it's probably my favorite interview that I've ever done. I, yeah. You know, I don't get Proud to do um, I don't do a lot of like. I, don't, I just don't do a lot of, of interviews like that, of people who have had direct experience with a, with a major news event like that, you know? Yeah. Normally I can't, uh, I don't have that kind of pull. And, uh, Definitely. It, and then what, just, like a yeah. nice, a nice young man, <laughs> which yeah. I'm not used to dealing with, you know? I, it, and maybe I'll get to meet him sometime too. I, he was living in Idaho at the time, but uh, we've never right. crossed paths. I was still in Seattle, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is James T. Kirk. Nobody should be allowed to drive until we've had 14 consecutive days without fatal accidents. <laughs> then yeah. certain classes of people can drive again, but only at half the speed limit. Hashtag safety. If it I think saves a, just one life. Just one life. It's common it's sense. It. Darlene Cates. Um, IPP got our PPP loan and grant, I guess, combined with Arizona having the lowest approval rate in the United States. A lot of us here are hurting. Mm. Construction is essential, but people have stopped spending. Go figure and blonde former nursery nurse really that's so cool i didn't think i could like you more darlene mm. um i'm sorry to hear that uh that's weird because that's the opposite of what's happening in idaho like construction is out of control here yeah the like projects the one are still going on do. here yeah yeah. Uh, thank you, Darlene. Always good to hear from you. Uh, not relevant regarding sticks v. also debate on Killstream today which I didn't even know was happening until my mom told me. What is this I called? saw Sticks talking about it, but I've not seen the debate yet. Alsop is a master debater. Sticks was spurging out, but ultimately he won because he gets that politics is a very long game. Strategy over emotion. Well, I look forward to, um, to listening to it. Yeah, it seems, and I, I haven't listened to it, but I heard Sticks talk about it a little bit. I mean, I think they're both smart dudes, and I think they both 
are capable of of discussing and disagreeing in good faith. So uh, it's something I'll give a listen to. Yeah, Jay Egger. Matt and I once made love. I got in the prime of his manhood, if you know what I mean. Gross. <laughs> I did say prime of your manhood earlier, but Ugh. that's true. It was an accurate description. Say that. Gross. Yeah. Uh, Marilyn Seagry. No note. Thank you. Thanks for uh, supporting the show. Steam Engine O'Toole. Blonde is the black guy at a Klan rally. I swear the way she talks about women like <laughs> Dave Chappelle's short documentary. You, you remember that uh, it was a Dave Chappelle bit like uh, where he was a he was a black clan. He was a blind black clan member. It was commas are important. I barely understood what you're trying to say. Uh, the, the way she talks about women. It's she's self-aware. It's self-aware. Uh, this is also I would be a fool if I, you know, this is a manifestation of my own self-loathing because I am in a constant battle with my own neur- neuroses. It's- it's true. I've, I don't know that I've known anyone more neurotic than you. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, self-awareness is kind of a double-edged sword. Hmm. Uh, ETR, praise Satan. Thanks for the show. <laughs> Disappear forever. Better if his son came from an artificial womb. I assume you're talking about the military guy. Um, yeah, I'm sure he would be better off if that was the situation. He wouldn't wow. be in a would bitter it- custody dispute, be $200,000 out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, catastrophe. Matt, you're a dog-faced pony soldier. You need to prove you can do more push-ups than me. Only if I get to take it outside afterward. Like I said, before Joe Biden dies, I want to see someone make good on his challenge to fight people. I want to see just one Joe Biden fight before it's too late. Yeah, he'd be like, ugh, and then he'd just fall over <laughs> and turn to dust. Uh, ETR, ideas are not immoral. Only actions done can be judged. Yeah, okay, I... I... I mean, we talk about this constantly, so I don't want to get too into the weeds on it again. Um, But I do think that you can, it's like, what if you believe that uh, abortion is fine? You you yourself have never had an abortion. Like, I think that that's Mm. an immoral belief system. I want to be, I want to be careful how I define my terms because there, you can think of the definition of immorality in a few different ways. I, maybe we don't have time to go down this. I don't know. But what I, in this context, what I mean is the violation of other people's rights. Now, that's not the only way something can be immoral because you can, in fact, be immoral to yourself yeah. in, insofar as you can violate your own purpose. You can violate your own potential. You can waste your life with alcohol and drugs, for example. And I think we'd all agree that that is immoral, too. Are there immoral thoughts that are, are there thoughts that are contrary to your own purpose or your own potential? Yes, I think there are. But in terms of, I guess it, it, when we're talking about it in the way we would pursue or not pursue or maintain or not maintain friendships or relationships with other people. In that context, it's not that I want to be friends with people who waste their own lives, but I do respect their freedom to do that. I just, I don't want someone who's going to violate my rights, you know? And I, and I don't think that you can do that with a thought. That's, that's what I'm saying. I don't think you can violate the rights of other people with a thought. Yeah. I mean, I agree with him. Yeah. Mm. Um, that Cooper fellow says YouTube is actively enforcing a CCP rule. Copyright claim. What does that mean? To oh, Chinese ref- communist party. Oh, yeah. oh my God. I'm so dumb. Uh, to remove references to the Chinese characters for Wu Mao. Um, I don't want to include them in this message as YouTube will likely kill the super chat. Yeah. I mean, every tech company 
uh, every basically every like large American manufacturer, like everybody's up the ass of the of the Chinese. And I hope if we take anything from this coronavirus outbreak, it's that you cannot trust the Chinese. Everybody <laughs> learn your lesson now. Yeah. Um, disappear forever. I hope this isn't the last one. Well, white is just better, not perfect, but best shot. <laughs> I can't believe that someone is that is that a response to my defense of due process earlier i don't know that's a pretty good argument um (laughs) mike bob joke about the amputee was maybe an anti-joke uh example a horse walks into a bar bartender asks what are you drinking right horse unable to understand english poops on the floor (laughs) right yeah i i like those kind of jokes i guess i just wasn't expecting it catastrophe had his message deleted sorry oh well Thanks, Susan. Appreciate it. Um, we're good over here. I think we're good. Why'd that go twice? I don't know. I think we're, <laughs> I think we're good. Uh, over on DLive, Ultra Snake says more channel stickers, please. Um, I, I'll write myself a note. And maybe um, one of these days when I have some, uh, some housekeeping to take care of, I'm not even aware how to do that on DLive. So I'll put it in my notes right now. Uh, DLive stickers. I'm not even, I don't even know how to make the custom ones. So that'd be a good thing to learn. And I'll see if I can do... If I can take care of that for you. And thanks for watching the show over on DLive as well. I think we're all good. I think that uh, that'll make a show. I'm making um, the live chat. At, at the end of every episode, I'm like, you guys want to see my bump? <laughs> Sometimes they bump, ask. That thing is, that thing is uh, a mountain at this point. That is not a bump. I'll show you guys. Okay. Uh, geez, wow. Any day now. Any day now. So, not uh, really. But it's still a month to go. Potentially. Anyway, we'll be back on Sunday, of course, talking about whatever else happens in the news this week. This ongoing feud between Trump and Pelosi about who's mentally ill or who's obese, I'm very much enjoying. Maybe we'll catch up on this um, this uh, New Jersey story about the gym or whatever kind of lockdown news there is. And I'm sure we'll talk about some, you know, what's banned on Memorial Day, too. No flags at Arlington for Memorial Day. Nope. All right, see, see you guys later.